Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And friends, we're talking Rings of Power. Ring-a-ding-a-ding, ring-a-ding-ding-ding-a-ding, ring-a-ding-a-ding, runaway CEO. And uh, yeah, well, we're, we're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda, and up in the Forge of Fire, as I Ooh. can feel your sweat already. Dripping. I don't know if you're... If you're turning gears like Ontamo or if you're sweating oh. Duran's cold shoulder like Kella Brimbez, but I feel that sweat, baby. Or if you're just a Ron Deere, you know, catching arrows and, and flinging them back. Wow. Yeah. What an episode. Episode four yeah. Uh, yeah. is here. The Great Wave. Uh, I feel the like. The Great it, Wave. Yeah. Wow. I kind of I feel like a great wave of fandom is about to burst forth dude over the uh over the horizon and the mountains in the distance well, what do you think let me you tell feeling? you let me tell you, okay speaking of that wave a lot of my my students and co-workers okay. are starting to come okay. around and say okay mr kirk have you have you been watching this have you heard of rings of power okay. i mean the they faithful. don't even they don't even the, know right the, i mean the faithful they're the faithful aren't they i'm yeah. shocked i i had this i had a student today and he was just like he's like have you heard of this show and i was like yeah i've, I've seen an episode <laughs> or two He's like, it's awesome. It's like he's like, so he, and he starts like breaking it down for me. I'm like, let's go. This is this is the kind of stuff I want. So I just sat there and listened, and then chimed in here and there, and it was just it was awesome to hear him get all amped about it. And I was like, okay. And other kids were like, wait, what is that? And what what's he, that? What's that show? What so, was he digging? Do you mind sharing like what's yeah, some actually, of his favorite things? Exactly. All, all he was really saying it was it was kind of he's like, well, so there's like this uh this this elf that we've seen before. Like I've not yeah, seen the drill, okay. but like. She's like she thinks the Dark Lord is out there. He did have one question. He was sort of like, he was like, so I don't know which one it is, but there's there was like a big bad one. You know what I mean? And he was like, and this one's yeah. I mean, seriously, he was breaking this down like just again very raw and very much just sort of like. But he's he's like he's like we see him. So in his mind, he was like we see him. I hadn't seen it yet, Lane. I wow. hadn't seen the episode. This kid stayed up and watched it, and so wow. today he's dropping knowledge. I mean, I didn't want to stop him. I was just sort of like, let it, let it, let him, <laughs> let him roll here. But he was just like, we see that like Sauron guy today. I was like, shut up. I was like, wow. we, are you serious? He was like, wow. yeah, we so we see it. And so he was locked in. Um, but he was just talking about. <laughs> All the different things going on. He's like, he's like, Durin, that was really cool. He was like, you got to think about it. You know, 20 years to a dwarf, so much like that's God, nothing that's to so the elves. Cool. And so the way he was explaining it, you're like, that's ex- this is exactly what yeah. they wanted. You know what I mean? And yeah. so for him, that's clicking like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, you know, and blah, blah. blah. And these are young kids, you know, again, 14, yeah. 15 years old. So that yeah. was that was cool. And the other kids were sort of like, well, what is it? Where, where, where can you watch it? So. I just want to say that wave um, that they're trying to, to, to stir up and get people into this. See, that's where people who are, I feel like, you know, those gatekeepers, it's time to stop being gatekeepers and start to be teachers, start to be Let educators. Yep. Let, yeah, yep. these 
These young bucks want to come in. They they want to learn. They want to know what's up. So be that person. You know what I mean? Say, all right, hey, let me. All right, here is some cool stuff. Like there are some nuggets in here that are based in in Tolkien a lot. Actually, yeah. the the internet's kind of going crazy today in terms of all the things, all the references, and and this all the stuff. Been, yeah. The, uh, apart from the very first episode, this is probably the one that had the most. I mean, just little asides like the conversation about um, uh, Arendil and. Uh, you know, Elrond talking about, you know, his yeah. who, his father and like when he's talking to Durin about, you know, uh, and then all the stuff about Numenor and, you know, the uh, just the whole complicated relationship mm-hmm. with turning from the elves and then all of the stuff in in uh, with with the Mithril. Right. Like in that the, we're, we're kind of discovering this, this oh, brand new yeah. element. Like, yeah, there was a lot and I'm doing a poor job, but there there were so many like references um to first age stuff and the history and there it was brought up really naturally and yeah i, yeah, I, yeah. I, I it was awesome and so yeah like I mean, we were all that kid once we were all that kid yeah you know like he was us uh, we were him and like, i don't know when you when someone discovers something whether you're 15 or 55 like join the party man yeah join the oh, party absolutely, absolutely. Them in, so that's really cool. Did it take you back? Did it make you feel like yeah? Because like he a was a teenager again. He was so fresh, and it, it kind of reminded me. You don't remember? Um, so Andrew in our, in our last uh, Hobbit Hotline, by the way, every Monday, yeah. friends, feel free to call in. Uh, call was talking about staying up till one o'clock in the morning, searching the lore. Yeah. You know, getting yeah. in there. Just that's what we said would happen, and we felt like we you would want for, as a showmaker or as a yeah. as a production. You want people to dive back into those works and say, man, what, what kind of things did they pull from? What are the references? How does this all connect? I mean, that's that's it's generated a lot of conversation and a lot of um, uh, mystery. There, I'm yeah. all over the place now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't father. By the way, the theme in this was yeah. was father across the board, right? Yeah. So right. it, it yeah. was so yeah. crazy. Arindil and I mean, we've I, that was a drop. I didn't. Ke- Kella Brimbor sort of saying. Yeah, what's up? Me and your dad used to hang out, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you look, look like your father there. Right. <laughs> Just the spitting image. <laughs> he was, <laughs> again, I, don't, I hate to keep bringing the comparison back to old Bill, but he even said, isn't that, isn't that odd? And I was like, oh my oh. gosh, that sounds so much like old Bilbo in Rivendell. Uh, gosh. But yeah, gosh. And, then, and then the whole stuff, like you said, the whole stuff with, with Doran and his dad. And then even mm-hmm. even just this underlying tension of, even though they didn't, they didn't interact this episode, Isildur and his his father, Alendio. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. And hey. then, man, it, it's yeah. yeah. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. I was just because we got a caller coming in. Our we got some. We yeah, got baby. guests coming up let's in the show. So let's go. Let's let's just bring him in here real quick. Let's let's get this going. Hey, is this Macy? Yes, this is Macy. Macy, Macy welcome. Uh, this is welcome. awesome. Um, first time we've ever talked to Macy. So Macy is. Uh, never met Macy, never talked to Macy before, but I got to tell you, Macy has made an impact on me. And as, yep. uh, I, as I don't know if you remember way back when we were doing, uh, further up and one of the very first interactions we had with anyone who had listened was from Macy and just always so wow. encouraging, yep. always so positive, like has filled both of these, uh, podcast, um, like groups with positivity and knowledge and, mm-hmm happiness and joy so i we are honored to have her with us uh joining her is going to be kurt jones yeah and david downing and david is roping his wife crystal into coming on too no way so is he is really like wow this is like a sort of a council i feel like uh, i'm gonna i'm really this i'm not joking this time this episode i'm shutting up i'm listening to the well, wisdom 
Hey, let's in the, in the takes. Exa- let's let's do that right. So Macy, we're gonna we're kind of putting you on the spot here because Lane and I were just doing our little like our chit chat about the show, and it's real formal, <laughs> real laid back. She's sort of like, oh shoot, like we're in here right now for real. Uh, but what is what's your like sort of um just raw reaction to the episode? When did you watch it? Did you watch it last night at midnight, or did you watch it here during the day on Friday, or? Yeah, I actually watched it this morning before work because I knew that would be my only time to squeeze it in. Um, And honestly, blown away as I've been with the last three episodes. It was incredible. Um, I have so many thoughts, but I think one of my biggest things is uh, immediately with um, Adar, I thought it was really creepy and really cool how they refer to him as Lord Father because it reminds me of how people pray. And I just thought it was so twisted. It was so backwards. But it's so, like, spine-chilling in the very best way possible. And honestly, that's one of my favorite things from this episode, I think. Wow. And, and I, okay, I, I'm going to echo that, too, because he was only in – it was a very short scene, right? And we, I, I honestly felt like – I was hoping we were going to get on this episode. I was shocked when we did because I thought you – know, we were talking, reflecting on the hotline about this uh, the episode three, and people were like, yeah, we probably won't even see him for a couple more episodes. And I'm like, oh, please, no, I want to see – I've been waiting for this character. Mm-hmm. And then to see him and to see him so briefly, but the impact he made, I mean, like you said, chilling – and then we get another glimpse of him at the end, but that's really it. And um, yeah, like even playing on that whole uh, uh, Lord Father thing, like the way that he's there when that orc leaves the world. Yeah. yeah. And that he's the one to perform that kind he's of like. He's crying and stuff. Yes. Yes, he what? is. Like one of his children is like oh. dying. It's like the it's like the, it's like an anti-birth kind of thing. Like it is so, Yeah. Yeah, terrifying. Wow. Okay, so so this episode you really loved, Macy. Uh, maybe uh, like the series overall so far. I mean, we're we're it's hard to believe it. We're halfway through season one now. We are we're mm-hmm. halfway through. How have you felt about uh, the season so far? Like in review, you have like favorite characters. Just tell us kind of overarching thoughts. Honestly, again, like just blown away. I went into it expecting potential disappointment and. Mm. everyone was wrong like you guys keep saying everyone was wrong <laughs> um it's accessible like you've been saying it's obviously visually i'm an audio like it's just incredible um in terms of favorite characters i'm really loving this early development of isildur um yeah, too. how yes. noble he is right like even yes. though it's like so before everything that happens um okay can i ask really you something abhor- real quick I, I, yeah. I, want, I want your thoughts on this. When he's looking, this has happened twice now, two episodes in a row. When he's looking to the, um, oh God, is it Metal Tarma, the, the big mountain in the middle mm-hmm. of, of uh, Numenor, and he hears mm-hmm. that woman whispering Isildur. At first I thought it was like a lover or maybe even just a mountain calling to him. Then I thought, especially with, with the themes this episode, kind of like we were talking about how there was an overarching father theory, but like, it, do you think that's his mom's voice? Do you think he, he doesn't want, he wants to go back to, Wow. the west because there's some sort of memory or i don't know whose voice do you think that is is what i want to know honestly i'm not sure but i really like that theory um i think it tracks really well especially because we have no concept of like his mom at this point right mm-hmm. that's yes. really okay. good to me yeah okay okay well and okay did you guys did you think at all by chance either one of you that it sounded like the actress who plays Galadriel for a hot second. I don't know if anybody else thought Ooh. that, but like I'm not. I don't oh think it is. Gosh. I don't think it is. But go wow. back and listen okay. to it, and, well, and I mean, really, really, really listen to it and see if it doesn't sound like her. Maybe she's even altering yeah. her voice to 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 be like like you said, okay. the mother figure. But it felt like it was the Dang. same actress doing the wow. voice. I was like kind of blown away by that. But 
Um, okay. Yeah. So hey, and, and and here he is. He's volunteering, right? He yeah. Was true. Yeah. To go help. Wow. As okay. Geez. Come on, dude. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. It just right. it struck me this this episode. But hey, let me get. Uh, is it cool if we get David in here real quick? Because he's. He's bringing bring that on. little. He's, bring that little potato king in. He's, Get him in. I here. mean, he's, he's he's knocking on the door, and that's sort of the theme. <laughs> that's one of the themes in this episode. So here he is. Give me give me one second. Let's let's pull him in here. Here we go. Boom! I think we got the three way action hey, up in here. This, what what time does flight land? Are you in? My, are you in, Captain? I am. Uh, this is the captain Touchdown. calling from the flight deck. We are in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Safe landing. Good lord! How is the, how are the Eagles doing? Are you feeding them well? We are. They are well. They, no dwarves, uh, right? They're on Nobody... half rations since okay. uh, <laughs> oh. we can't find them food. <laughs> did oh, you, my. Did you, Dave, I got to ask, did you enjoy that the only thing they had left in the old watchtower was a few, few small potatoes? Yep. That was hilarious. Right? I thought right? that was great. I was like, Wasn't hey, that that's great? A, you can make a full meal out of that. A long way. what Gerald talking about. Especially if it's you. Okay, we got David Downing here with us. He's joining Macy. This is this is a killer lineup. Is now I gotta ask: Is Crystal gonna be joining us? She is not. Um, oh, we, you tease! You're such a I tease, know, man. No, I know. Well, okay. she tried her best. Um, as you would say, Late. Lane, this is her my first crotch fruit. So she is 13 weeks <laughs> pregnant. We're just getting congratulations, dude! Uh, oh my gosh. Our, yeah, first child ever. First crotch fruit. So, <laughs> Forgot about uh, that term. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Congrats, man. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So wow. she did her That's... best. She was uh, not feeling it. So she No, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's... Tired. I know when I was pregnant, I had all kind of cravings. <laughs> I, I couldn't yeah. sleep, and then I wanted to only sleep. So tell her I can I can empathize. I know exactly where she's been. It's Sarah, too. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and tell her we said congratulations. And she's got to come back on some other week, maybe a hot, a hotline, or maybe we, we meet or we call her whenever she can because we want to hear her thoughts, too. Absolutely. She, she's uh, down for it. It just needs to probably be a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, boy. Gotcha. I, I understand. That's, that's yeah. Okay, so listen. Macy was just telling us kind of her thoughts on on the series as a whole. She was also giving us some of her, her favorite things that have happened in in this episode. She was talking about the development of Isildur, um, you know, just like how, how noble he's being portrayed and like, like even this like inner conflict he has of, of wanting to kind of – not be a, a a sailor and to not follow, you know, to the sea is always right. I don't know that he agrees. Um, <laughs> and then also like this, um, uh, the, the the character we finally got to reveal in Adar, and and even just kind of the because she was she was um well Macy, go ahead, you say it better than me. The whole Lord Father thing. Yeah, I just think it's really backwards, twisted, and creepy that they call him the Lord Father when we know that that's how a lot of people pray to God. It's like this mm. backwards, especially when he says, you know, I'm not a god yet kind of thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> so tell us your tell us your big takeaways. This this episode and we want to know, like, the season so far. How, how are you feeling about, you know, this this new adventure into Middle Earth? So um, other than being 100 percent just excited every time i wake up friday morning um <laughs> and it being the first thing i do with my bowl of cereal wow um, i just uh, <laughs> no it's it's been quite a ride um i will have to say i mean there's a couple things that they do that i kind of laugh at i'm like okay yeah. no you know yeah, yeah when when they did the whole box reveal 
right? And then we're getting okay, into yeah. the, the botch reveal in episode three. I was like, gosh dang it, if that's the Arkenstone, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> right. Not fair. Like, I've seen this before. You know, they're, they're talking about the greed of elves, and, you know, they're always having secrets, and then you see this shiny box, and it's like, mm-hmm. great, now the Belrog's going to come out, uh, uh, voiced <laughs> by Benedict Cumberba- Cumberbatch, you know. And this is, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> Um, but it was not. It was Mithril, right? And I was, I was yes. like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Makes and, a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, you just redeemed yourself. But um, yeah, the whole Adar thing I thought was um, really, really interesting. And just his his whole being is mm. just darkness, mm. right? And you can tell he's like he's like a Sauron wannabe, you know, who yeah. spent time with. Sauron and and wants to be like him, you know. Mm. And the the orcs obviously fear him and respect him, you know. Wasn't well, uh, it also kind of weird too to see like a a um to to play off what, what both of you are saying and what Macy was bringing up, like to see a like a reverence for an elf from orcs and that like almost like a like we talk about I guess father fatherly relationship, but like a, a like a real love and um I mean he doesn't have to go in and flex, he just shows up and they are like honoring and praising him and like even when he's walking through the like the coverings and they're all in their bone helmets they're all they're bowing as he walks by like he is royalty like he is setting up he's literally helping create mordor um -hmm. what what a weird thing to see right so i want to know what you guys think do you have any theories on who he is who you think he might be like is it you know like is i I don't know Who, who do you think he is I think it's Sauron, honestly. I think we okay. finally have our Sauron. Yeah. Wow. Okay. wow. See, Lane, okay. that's, that's what. That's what. <laughs> so maybe, but. Yeah, no, I like that. I mean, that would be that would be awesome. One of my students um, said that today. They they thought they thought it was Sauron. So I my mean, mom was asking the same. My mom was saying, Lane, is this this has got to be Sauron, right? I'm like, mom, I don't know. There's a lot of theories. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'll be cool. I'm open for whatever. So we got a Sauron. I think that that'd be, that'd be amazing. David, what do you think, man? I, I don't I'm gonna have to disagree. I okay. I have a different Sauron in mind. And okay, okay. I could, I could see you so think he's Hobran, don't you? You think he's good looking, oh, charming, um, Aladdin in, of Numenor, right? Right. He's I I think so. I mean, like Do you really? King of the of, uh, Okay. I think it would be great. Okay. Yeah, I, yep. Galadriel has like been basically flirting with him. There's right? some tension there going yeah. on. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. And wouldn't that be? That's just the the. Uh, videotography dramatic thing that needs to happen right yeah he's close yeah. with this guy and it turns out yeah. that he is he's the person she's trying to kill and hates yeah. Yeah. you know deep irony there for sure right yes exactly situational or relational or whatever yeah um okay okay so who do you do you think adar is is someone uh that we would know in lore do you think he's totally created what do you think um, I don't think I know enough of the lore to yeah. give a, uh, an official answer on that, but my guess is he's probably related somehow to the creation of the orcs, either through the birthing Ooh, process. And so it's a literal of, father term. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reference there, but, like, if he helped create these orcs, you know, and um, raised wow. them, trained them, you know, that could be where that respect comes from. Um mm. But okay, so here, yeah, I I love that too. Like just the yeah, like a almost kind of like a mm, a deeper cut of what Saruman was when he created the Urukai, like an actual 
uh, tormentor, creator, depriver. So someone else, um, uh, David, on on Instagram made a comment about uh, people saying that possibly he's uh, Maglor, and I had no idea who Maglor was. And that's what I love about what this show is doing, right? It's making people like me who don't really – we can't get super excited about second and first age stuff, like dive in and, 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 and search it. But long story short, Maglor is like one of the sons of Fanor. And he takes that whole oath for these, the Silmarils, the oath of the sons of Fanor to, to reclaim the Silmarils, and they take plates, they take part in the kinslaying. So they're pretty dark characters, which would match this guy. He's an elf. And the thing about Maglor is like his left, this uh, Adar, right? His his left hand is in that in that glove, and it looks like the left side of his face has been burned, right? Mm-hmm. So Maglor, in I can't remember what age it is, he eventually does reclaim one of the Silmarils. And it, it burns on his hand so badly that, like, yeah. he, he can't bear it anymore. One of the accounts I read said he, like, threw himself into the fire and was destroyed. And then another thing I read said – so I don't know if Tolkien changed this or if it's one or the other. Another one said that he just kind of – he got rid of the Silmaril. Uh, wow. I, I can't – what he did with it. And then he just, he just, like, persisted and no one knows what happened to him. And so I'm like, wow, the burning and the, the left side or the one side and the hand and everything – very interesting. But this is what this does. The show does is it's like because we know these showrunners love the stories and the lore so much, it makes us like dive into it. And so David brought that up and I thought, oh my gosh, like, yeah, could totally be. And then I wanted to learn about something in, in the lore. Um mm. as I gotta did you text Kurt? Yeah, somebody's calling in from like San Jose. Who's this? Should San Jose. I, so that's the fifth think, time that, they've that might be him. I, maybe he's got a different number. Let me let me answer. Let me answer. Hold on. You out west? Hold on What's here. Going on? Somebody so, what, is this Adar? Is this Adar? Like Sauron's like listening in on the I'm, call. I don't know what's going on, man. I'm just waiting for the. Uh, we're calling to reach out about your party. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I, this is like a San Jose I, number or something. Is that Galadriel talking? By the way, uh, yes. asking if we want to accept phone calls. <laughs> yes. All right, Kurt. Can you hear us? Kurt. I think so. Kurt, why are you calling from San Jose, bro? Did you move and not tell us? No, no, I have not moved. I'm still here in the West Farthing. Okay. Although okay. I am calling in from my computer, so there you it, go. it may be routed. Yeah. Oh, you know, my Silicon Lord. Silicon Valley. Way to go, bro. All right, so I don't know. I Psych. just got lost. I just lost, got lost in those deep tones. Uh, the, Fer- the voice of Faramir. Yeah. <laughs> getting me all kinds of... Uh, I'm sweaty. Anyway, um, Lane's drowning now that in. Kurt's here. So, like, <laughs> we've got. I'm drowning it as a sweat. We've got uh, a powerful. Um, <laughs> a, a, I don't even know what to call this. Mini council or something. We've got Macy calling in. We've got David Downing. You know, your challenger. And uh, well, I guess you would be the Here's challenger. The strong lineup. It, it is. I guess that you would actually technically be the challenger in the potato cook-off. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I know. I'm coming form. off the bench on the tater cookoff. I got hey, you. I yeah. mean, I'm I'm what four four year reigning champion. Oh, <laughs> you are officially <laughs> the longest reigning champion of the potato cookoff. Uh, well, uh, I've wanted to retire uh, like for a year. Well, I mean, now, I mean, we have I, we haven't hit we haven't hit phantom year two yet, right? We haven't <laughs> hit phantom year two yet. That's, that's true. 
That's that, true. Is that what we're calling those? The fan, the lost years. The lost oh years my. of the LEP. The lost years. The untold stories of LEP. The unfinished parties. Uh, so we might have a way to actually kind of revive this this and, and, and put a maybe put some of this some of this competition to bed or allow someone to I don't know live up to whatever. But anyway, that'll that'll that's that's to come. Kurt, um, we've we've heard Macy and. David's ideas so far and the reactions to this episode and then also the season just real quick and then we're going to let you guys like kind of off the leash as it's probably got some questions in mind I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably think of some things along the way um, but what is what's been your reaction to the show I know a little bit because we've been texting but overall the show and then even if you want to go specifically to this episode what did you love about about uh, uh, today's episode episode four okay okay so you know I have been about this from the time that we only had rumors of this and I'm still about it. I'm yeah. full on about it. Yeah. Um, I have tried not to fanboy out too much going mm. into it. Right. Mm. So like yeah. I'm going into each episode with what I feel like is a healthy level of skepticism, looking for something okay. specifically looking for something that I don't agree with, okay. that I don't like okay. just because I'm trying not to be, Full on yeah. the side of yes, this is the most amazing thing ever. Uh, Just you, to be you, fair, you remain but honestly, critical, I like really this. haven't found. I really have, and I haven't found anything. Wow, like I'm digging it, right? It's mm. like it's like fresh new Tolkien material for me. Now I wow. know some of it's not, right? But yep. a lot of it is. Yeah, right. And yep. the stuff where they're filling in the gaps, I'm like, okay, we did that in The Hobbit, and I was cool with that. You Let's know, go, I accepted The Hobbit for what it was. I'm accepting. I'm accepting this for what it is. And I think it's awesome. I think they've done a great job. I mean, it's just the cinematography is just phenomenal. Like we were talking about that, yeah. since, you know, the opening tonight. It was just incredible. Yeah. It got me so pumped up. The yeah. music is fantastic. I mean, at the end of tonight's episode, I was on the couch talking about, let's go. Ten days. I can't <laughs> yep. wait ten days. we got to go now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm all about it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So there's a few I things. Love I love the hard foot. Yeah, uh, I got some. I got some ideas about the stranger. I got okay. some ideas about Adar. It's another thing um, to talk about. Yeah, I've got stranger. some ideas about uh, about three. I got ideas about okay. D three. I don't know. We'll see. Wow, you might think I'm crazy. D three, like the vitamin. So, so I love. Um, <laughs> I, Wait, what's D3? D3 during, during the third. D3. During the D3. Third. Oh, oh see here. Oh, Loader on Prime. We call him by his proper name around here, Peter <laughs> Mullen, okay? Loader on Prime, D3. Kurt is the master of nicknames. I know. Man. I swear to God. And he'll throw them around like he's used them with me before. And I'm like, Kurt, I don't know what that. I love I it, know. dude. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who you're it's like about, It's like catch so up, anyway. catch up, you know? It was, it was good in real time to experience that with you guys. Okay, so D3, yes, keep going. You know, a couple of things. A couple other things that I, I'm, I'm really enjoying are these little nuggets, these little yes. throwbacks to the yes. film and throwbacks to the lore. Mm. Like, you know, there was a few in tonight's episode that was like banging it. Mm. And, you know, and there's, a, there's, a, there's like a line, there's like at least one line or two or like a specific shot, like a scene, like a camera angle. Mm. in each show and you're like oh yeah 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 yeah, fellowship oh uh, two towers yeah yeah mm-hmm. cool so i i don't know mm-hmm. I, I like what they're doing i think the yeah. acting is great i think the writing is good i agree there's a lot of haters out there that's moving too slow i know we're halfway through the first season and yes it's moving a little slow but folks we got five seasons yeah they're playing the long game yes exactly so yes, i are. say let it develop and, i'm about and it cool. 
yeah, the cool thing too that every time I feel like that, because I have felt like that at times too. It's usually the first time I watch the episode. Usually the first time I watch the episode, I'm not prepared for, and I don't know why. I don't know why I feel kind of disappointed initially. But there's so much like character drive. Like there's so much character development. Like even today, uh-huh. I was talking to Sarah about it, and I was like, I didn't really dig the episode. And of course, she watched it first time. And was like, what is wrong with you? This is my favorite one so far. <laughs> but like, I was, I thought to myself, I'm like, Duran and Duran and, and Elrond are still on this thing. They're still having these squabbles. So she challenged me to like, well, she didn't challenge me. I was like, I gotta watch this again and see what Sarah's catching that I'm missing. And then it, it's so it's so subtle. You watch this several times, and at first I, I saw that moment where Duran gives uh, Duran a D4 is what I call him. D4 gives Eärendil the second gives him some mithril, right? And he says to keep it as a token of our friendship. And at first I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I, I think to myself, I'm watching the second time, I'm catching layers, I'm like, that's a challenge. He's testing him, especially when you get that conversation between D4 and D3, where he says, what does your intuition tell you? You know, go to Linden, what's, but what does your intuition tell you? Is this all, can Elrond be trusted? And D4 says, there's something else going on here. And so that's a test. Like, this is where we're going to see, this is where we're going to see the rift between dwarves and elves proper, right? Is this what this is building towards? I mean... That oath that he made him swear, hand to mountain, was pretty intense. And so it makes you think that, like, I I mean, there's stuff in the the story. There's stuff in the the lore, like in the actual book, that talks about what started the rift. You know, uh, was it, was it, oh, was it Thingol that commissioned the dwarves to to make the Nagelmere, that necklace? And then ultimately he wanted it oh, yeah, and he tried yeah, to steal okay. it and then it killed him and blah, blah, blah. Right. So like, that, I think that was like the original riff. Dwarves and dwarves, listen to me. <laughs> Elves and dwarves. But this could be, you know, a way with the material they have, this could be the way they're setting it up, which I'm cool with. And almost like kind of like a, a, a final nail in the coffin for when we, when we pick up again in the third age kind of a deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, this is the last chance to sort of repair that relationship. Okay, so Kurt's proper. He's proper amped. Um, yep. So, so here's Kurt. Here's what's gone down. Uh, before you jumped on, we had Macy coming in here spitting fire, man. She was talking about the. She's talking about the, the 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 overall creepiness of Adar, and also like the the amazing parallels for how they call him like uh, uh, Lord Father, and how that is so similar to like mm. Christian prayers, right? Lord God, Father God, mm-hmm. like how we open prayers uh, in Christianity, a little mm-hmm. terrifying, a little little anti very scary she was also talking about um like the development of a seal door and how um like we're getting we're, we're building up for this like fallen hero how he has this conflict in him already and how he's, he's so much more likable than we thought he was going to be and and um so like i don't know what do, what do you guys think about the numenorians um let, let's go let's go like macy dave and then kurt what do you think about numenor because that's a big aspect of those especially the last two episodes and a place we've never been before so how are we feeling about the numenor like numenor as a whole um i'm again blown away at just the visuals i think it really matches what we've read in the silmarillion um <laughs> regarding like the grandeur um one thing that I've just been thinking about is Farazhan, because we know um, in yeah. terms of kings, he's the yeah. last guy, he's the worst guy. Um, but right now, Muriel is still very much queen regent. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how they develop his character. I don't know if that happened in the in this season or if it's going to happen in you know future ones. But 
seeing him become what he is in the books is really exciting. Um, do you, how do you feel about how do you feel about him so far? Because I like I, I cannot stand him, and I don't know. Like Sarah says, Lane, because I was explaining like how I don't like Farazan, and I'm like I don't know if I don't like the actor or if it's because I know where the character's going. And she's like, it's got to be because you know where the character's going. Because you say that, and I had no feelings like that whatsoever. How are you hating yeah. him so far because you know what he's going to become, and we have to see that or. I mean, I'm liking his look. I think his look sets him up for mm. what he is. Mm. Um, I love, you know, a good villain, villain origin story. So I'm, mm. I'm trying to see when that is. He has he already changed, or is that change coming yeah. for him when he becomes so anti-elf? I mean, they're already the people are already anti the elves. But you know, where where does he get that deep desire to, you know, ban speaking in Quenya and all that other good stuff? Mm. Um, I am just really intrigued by him right now. I definitely don't like him, but I'm intrigued yeah. by him. Yeah. Uh, okay, Macy, get, let me jump in real, just real quick. I want to ask you a, a direct question. So since we're talking about Farazan, um, how how could you not like him when he says things like "drinks all around"? You know what I mean? He's just, <laughs> I he's just pretty. First of all, I I like I, I like Kurt. Also, I'm trying to like look for things that are a little bit awkward. I'm like, does he just have like five or six people following him around with like? trays of drinks and he, he commands them at like the winds he's just sort of like rolling them in there that yeah. was a little corny for that me but totally I, staged. yeah it was it was, yeah, it was totally staged but i thought you know man gotta like this guy he's just drinks Classic let's go hey, guys don't worry about yeah. the problems hey here's some here's some alcohol all right yeah, yeah. i think but, but you know you you know you joke but him and tamar it's, i think yeah. tamar is that the guy's name uh Kemen. so i i totally feel like they i totally feel like they planned that whole thing yeah, yeah. dude yeah. was supposed yeah. to be up saying this and that and then farazon shows yes. up and he's like oh but wait a minute uh, now hold yeah. on what else the, the, really the yes okay hey, by yeah. the way have some drinks yeah yeah, you know yeah. because because the two of them when it was all said and done yep. the two of them had they had like a handshake and a look and i was like yes, they did. that's the dang all right yeah wow wow levels there wow there's so many and then you can even go further back and think okay were they trying to kind of set up hall brand in the first place were they were they trying to tempt him to steal that hey. that little crest sigil brooch whatever you want to call it Wow, yeah, yeah, true. Hey, and I have, I have an actual general question for the, the, the group here. <laughs> wow, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I'll, I'll throw it to Macy, and then we can bounce to David and, and kind of go around. But, like, one, just I want to get thoughts on Sildor's sister. And then, two, I also want to mm. get thoughts on, is that Farzan's son? Is that his actual son that's talking to her? Mm. Do you guys know? Does anybody in the, in the group know if, if that did, – didn't, didn't he call him – Son, at one point, I yeah, felt like he's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he does. Like, it's implied that he, he does. Has, right. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I guess just thoughts on on the Sildor sister. I mean, still, Elaine, I don't see the ears. I know a lot of them have their ears covered. I know, but I mean, it's yeah. like glaringly covered. I'm just saying. You know, it's funny. Elf friend. We, we did talk about the elf friend. Yeah, I know, man. I know. We we did talk about the importance of um. Well, in her in her poster, right, guys, she has that book that she's carrying around now. And she's, we see her this episode, she's sketching all this architecture. And we know that she's like, she's just been accepted into the architect guild or whatever it is. And and I, I'm thinking like, okay, well, because I was blown away by how similar, um, like the main palace looks to Minas Tirith. I mean, it looks exactly like Minas Tirith, mm-hmm. the prow of the rock and the tower and everything and the white tree. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, she's got to be, she's got to be cru- crucial eventually in the in the in the building of of Gondor and Arnor, right? Like, that's got to be what she's going on. But what what else do you guys think? Yeah, what do you think about her? 
No, yeah, I'd say I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her role. Um, she's mm. been an ally to her brother, right? So that yeah. does lend um, that she might be going to Middle Earth as well. Um, mm. I like that. Um, I like her strengths. I like that she she really supports her brother. I think that's a really great relationship dynamic that we're getting to see early on. Um, and then just in terms of what was the other character you asked about, Ed? Oh, just the just the, the so the guy who's talking to her. So she meets the the. Well, I think that's the son of Farzan, and right. Okay, yeah, and he seems yeah, to be I, I was courting about her that too. Yeah, because we know Farazan takes Muriel by force in the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't yep. think that would be their child. Um, so I'm, I don't really know. I'm just, I'm kind of wondering how that pans out as well. I think it's really interesting to see him go after her when she's probably going to be opposed to Farazan in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just really, really good stuff to see develop over time. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking, like, I'm always looking for a character that could be Sauron that we're not tuned into. And I saw that guy and I thought, hold on a second. That guy is a, is a devilish looking. I mean, I don't he's up to I don't know. He's just he's pretty flirty. So, yeah, got yeah, eyes on him. hard to the hoop. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's driving yeah, hard. He's, he's driving hard. So as they could say, he's shooting as, shot, like right? that guy in the back with the green shirt. Totally. <laughs> I'm watching him. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching all of them, Kurt. <laughs> I, I'm what get my eyes on him, but I don't know. Yeah, so he's, Dave, what you, he's been in like yeah. eight scenes this episode. He's totally sour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what do you think of a sealed door sister, or even uh, here's another thing we talked about too: the the mention of an Arion, and how mm. uh, like we were. I think for a while people were kind of worried that maybe not not that like it, like it was it was bad that we had a, a, a sister for a sealed door, but maybe that like an Arion had been changed to a. A different character or omitted altogether so thinking about like the the house of elendil what, what are your thoughts about or even even elendil himself what are your thoughts about um about that uh those characters dave i am i'm super intrigued um, mm. i did not like the introduction of mm. that character because it made it seem like um isildur girlfriend was coming to pick him up after the boat ride right and <laughs> then he goes to, he goes and says hi to the horse yeah, and then right. you you put it together when they're eating dinner with their dad, you know that their brother and sister, and it yeah. doesn't they don't I, at least for me that's when the connection was made, and I was like, well, this is stupid, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, this lead me, I'm not paying attention enough, I guess. Um, but honestly, that horse got better screen time in lines than Isildur's sisters did that first episode. Um, but I think that I think the what Kurt said earlier is they're playing the long game, right? Mm. We still have, Sealer mm-hmm. still has to have his three sons, right? And mm. he had for the battle of, uh, against Sauron. Like we have, there's so much time that we have to cover. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my we gosh. Can even get to the, to the, to the end of the second age, you know, to even fight to start the year war, start the mm. year siege against Sauron, mm. you know, Jeez. okay. I mean, like, some dang. Yeah. Wow. We, I don't think that I can safely say I like this character because we still have so much time. You we know? do, yeah, that's true. That's true. But first, first initial impressions, not yes. I'm yeah, sorry. okay, I'm okay, not impressed. <laughs> what, how, how do you feel? How do you feel about Alendil? Do you feel Alendil is represented well? Yes, I okay. do. He's very, very uh, temperate, very calculated. Yeah. You know? Did you guys did you guys freak out at how much his voice sounds akin to like Lloyd Owen sounds very akin to Viggo Mortensen? Like I, I'm getting like when I look into his eyes and I hear his voice, I feel like I'm kind of seeing 
rightly so, like the dis- the ancestor of Vigo Mortensen. You know, I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I would do Vigo vibes. Vigo vibes for sure. Yes. Um, okay, so so you trust you trust Elendil, you like his portrayal so far. I kind of I honestly kind of like the fact that you know, like you guys are talking about the long game, right? We're we're seeing like these heavily uh, character driven episodes, which I I didn't think I honestly didn't think we would get. Like I thought we were gonna jump around all over the place. As and I talked about this in the lead up to the show, and even over the over the last couple of years, we were like, how are we going to cover the second age? Are we gonna settle into an area or an era? Sorry, not an area. Uh, too wide of a but like an era and sort of like dig deep or are we going to bounce bounce along a timeline over hundreds thousands of years and so it seems like obviously we're settled in here but like you guys are saying there's a lot that still has to happen in four and a half seasons right so mm-hmm. do you think do you think that all these seasons will 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 run chronologically in terms of like uh i, I guess like so, uh not uh, like in, uh, I'm trying to think without gaps in between, or do you think that we'll pick up season two and, and like, it will be further down the line and then season three will be even further. Do you think that's how we'll jump or will we see it straight through from beginning mm-hmm. to end? Mm-hmm. I fully believe they'll have to do time jumps in between. Okay. Seasons. Okay. If nothing you know, else to, to make it to David's point, I mean, it's still, there's what 235 years old when he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think yeah. that wait, go back to the Lord of the Rings, right? With as I feel like the show is doing a really good job at hiding the passage of time, mm. which is important to do in a show. And the Lord of the Rings did it awesome. I mean, mm. you sit down and you binge it for sixteen hours and you're like, Wait, how much time has passed? You know, mm. you feel like yeah. each day is the next day and you know, he journeys to this spot. You know, and like, oh, it's nighttime again, you know, but it's like they, they've gone through a whole week of That's walking at that point yeah. through you know, a series of shots. Mm. And then we we've arrived at this next event. And for the viewer, we don't understand the passage of time. We just think that they've walked 20 feet yeah. and yeah. they somehow managed to make it to the, the, the to the black gate. And you're like, oh, great. We're here. You know, and that's that's important to do. I would really I don't know. I think I would be disappointed if they did a season ender for season one and the next season they say 200 years later it's like Mm. no i don't i don't want that you know or 50 years later or even something like that you know they don't need to tell us how much time has passed directly right it's like those bad movies where they they show you know london and Big Ben, and then they put underneath London. Big Ben, <laughs> you know, it's like great, perfect, ruins the show. Yeah, treat us no. with some like respect. Yeah, as, as yeah, an audience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you're I'm saying a, you're saying show me, don't tell me. Yes, I'm yeah, saying absolutely. have events uh, that people are going to know, yeah. or some people will know, but then yeah. other people can reference and then figure out how much time has passed. Uh, I love you know, that. and do it cleverly. Yeah. Don't just tell me what it is. You know, show me and make it mm. fun. Don't make me feel like an idiot. Wow. I love it. Okay. Uh, as, you know, as, I wonder. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just, you? Cause, yeah, cause get, we're talking about the passage of time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, David, they may, I think they're already doing that. Because I mean, let's think about the forge that is being built, right? Because yeah, I feel well, like I it was just yesterday that. we yes. were talking about. I know. It was like just the other day we were talking about, yeah, we got to start building this forge and then turn around and like, the base is already there, right? Yep. Mm. But, you know, Kelly and I were talking about it, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. All right, so 
we don't really know how long Galadriel was on the boat to mm. Valinor. Mm. We don't mm. really know how long she was in the ocean. Mm. We don't really know how long it took them to get from where Elendil found her back to Numenor. Mm-hmm. So I wow. guess a couple of months could have went by, you know, kind of that right. thing. So, yeah, I, 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 to your point, David, I think you're, I think you're doing a really good job of that. That's good because for a moment I was like, are we working in alternate timelines? Because like she's only been in Numenor for three days and already built this forge. <laughs> then I got to right. Right. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. there's other stuff going on. So yeah. maybe what they're what they're imitating too is like the, what what passage of time might feel like for an elf. I mean, we've already kind of had a little bit of a reference for that in terms of dialogue between uh, uh-huh. D four. Okay, try to keep up, Kurt, and Elrond. Right, like how yep. twenty fifty years is a blink of an eye for an elf, but for me, it's a lifetime yeah. or, or whatever however long it's been. It's um, yeah, and so I even think like how long has it been to your point? Like you guys were talking about the tower is. I mean, the base is dang near there. How long had it been since Elrond had been back to, um, to Casa Doom? You know, um, when he goes mm-hmm. goes this time in this episode. So okay, so I want to touch on this because I think this is very important. Um, Macy, I want to start with you. I want to know your reaction to the Harfoots, and then also your theory on who is the stranger. What is going on there? Mm, okay, I love the culture i want to i think i'm echoing uh what they talked about last week you guys on the show on the episode but um the development of like them eventually to become hobbits you know this um the way that they live the the community is very strong um the way that they have rules even though you know it's a like you said last week it's not that it's less civilized but um you know it's before like there's a mayor we know that there was a mayor Mm, you know yes yeah um I like that they're even. Yes. Yeah. So I just, I think that they're really developing a really rich culture here that we're going to see evolve in a great way. Um, And then in terms of the stranger, I, I, I agree. I kind of think it's Gandalf, the runes, right? It's it's too weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. The fireflies. um, Yeah. Yeah. Even the stars themselves. I think it's just, it's all pointing really nicely to, to Gandalf, and I, I really hope it's him. Yeah. Mm, I do too. I know. I know Ez does. Ez is too scared to admit it, but he's like, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Gandalf, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, would, <laughs> we wouldn't hear from him for weeks. He'd be just in a closet <laughs> crying, wearing a, a gray robe or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, Dave, what do you think? That was beautiful, Macy. Dave, what do you think about the Harfoots, how they've been portrayed and kind of like worked backwards? And then who do you think the stranger is, man? Okay. So. The Harfoots are, like she said, the most developed culture that we have mm. uh, as far as character development. And mm. um, I, I think the thing that, and this is part of Crystal's notes here that she had, okay. uh, she caught on it right away. So I believe it's Nori's best friend, is it Poppy? Poppy, 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 yep, Poppy. Um, yep. Her family is dead. Yeah. And they subtly mentioned it with the names. Right, mm, they did the mm-hmm. close-up and the fear, and that's yep. very subtle. You know, you don't put it together. But then she's dragging her own cart. She's not mm-hmm. with her family when yep. they're doing the migration, and she's at the back. Yep. You know, which is the hated spot. But yeah, they they would put the person who, you know, is all by themselves in the back. Yeah. You so know, you, or she volunteered I, to be back there. Either I, could be true. 
how do you feel about that? Because I know people have had, like my mom, my wife was, I got to watch an episode with my parents, and my mom was like, well, that doesn't seem very hobbity. And I'm like, yeah, that is kind of, that is a jarring thing to be like, the book of left behinds, the whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. Like people who just, it's the opposite of the, like sometimes forced hospitality we see in, in the Shire, right? So yeah. how do you, does that make sense to you as like a nomadic people? Or is that something that's thrown you off? How does Crystal feel about that? You know, Crystal, Crystal kind of liked it because okay. it's very ritualistic. It's, yeah. it's a close knit community. You know, how many Harfoots are there? Maybe right. 50, maybe 60, right. yeah. you know, there's not a lot of people. So in, in a small community like that, if one mm. person dies, you see it. There's mm. a huge mm. effect, you know, and they don't, the, the, the book does I don't know how long the book is you know and they don't, they don't get <laughs> any, you know it's not like there's they sit down for a nice we wait for you things. yeah 700 yeah. names you know that they're gonna read off of this you know? <laughs> um, that would be that would be interesting maybe that's the, in the extended time. extended edition <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> it's like oh great um or the but credits, think, it's like the fan credits. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like we wait for all of these people. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's cool. But I think that the stranger has to be Gandalf. That's like yeah. that's that's the only way that okay. it's going to work out. Because right, Gandalf has this affinity for the hobbits, and mm. this is a great way to introduce it to them. Mm. And you know, I I've, I know that Gandalf comes very late if from the Valar, right? Mm. As, mm. as far as his appearance. I think we still we had the blue ones first, and the one previous to that. Um, yes. And so, but as my wife, I was talking with my wife about this, and she goes, "Well, maybe Gandalf was the only one that they've seen." Exactly. Right? Like the yeah, other ones came from different directions. We talked and, about that. Maybe they came in different ways, and maybe they've already been mm-hmm. here. Just because, and then, oh my God, well, is Max Max uh, leaning? Our buddy had that crazy idea. He was like, "We saw five shots of that." falling star like we saw five five people or different scenes of people watching it and there's five astari and it was Mm -hmm. like okay so he had this theory that maybe they were five different now i don't i don't know if that's true but it's really cool to think about because it's not really known right right um right um okay okay uh oh my gosh guys this is amazing okay uh kurt um i want to know your same question same question your answer uh Love me some Harfoot. Um, I like uh, the, uh, I love their Hobbit nature. Um, I I love the way they represent the way Tolkien describes Hobbits. Mm. You know, it's just being right there, but you don't know they're there. Wasn't that Um, interesting, cool with the hunters? Wasn't that awesome? A little, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Like in their little little whistles and everything, and the way their thing just pops up. Um, Like, it's a little disturbing that they just move people to the back because they're weak. Mm. Like, that's, mm. what's up with that? But, okay, all right, that's yeah. your thing. Okay. It is. Right. It's cold, very primitive. Uh, strongest survive, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's very primitive. It's very different from the hobbits we know. But, yes. again, so is this, you know, particular culture. So they're not settled mm. down yet. So I get it. All right. On to more important things. Yes, I know. Ouch. Popular opinion is that the stranger is Gandalf. <sighs> See, this is, this, is, this is where it gets tough for me. Uh-oh. Popular opinion of the stranger is that he's Gandalf or Anasari. I'm not going that way. <laughs> oh. Okay. I, I know a lot, of, a lot of signs point to that. 
But one of the okay. first things, I mean, one of the, probably the first thing okay. I noticed about this guy. Okay. Okay. Is the fire in his pit was not putting off heat. Mm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which okay, is a callback right. to what Galadriel says in Ford Waste in episode one. Right, right. Evil, that even our fire does not put off. Oh, jeez. No, 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 So no, how do no, you explain no. that? Goodness. No. See what I'm saying? And look, Please, and no. now look, now listen, now hold on. Okay. Stick with me. Stick with me. Just stick with okay. me. Stick I'm with you, baby. Oh, so yeah. he gets yep. up and he does his whole, he does his whole uh, stand up tall, everything gets dark and the wind blows Gandalf thing. Okay. Right. right. We talked about that. Yeah. Well, uh, they're both Maiar. Sauron's a Maiar. Gandalf's okay, a Maiar. I mean, don't we think they could all probably do that? Good point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the, the runes on the logs, I, I, I looked at them. I, I tried to interpret them. I couldn't really make out a whole lot. So I, I, I'm not giving a ton of credence to that just yet. Mm. But it just it just feels, and I, and I know that we're seeing him get this closeness with the Harfoot. But I'm I'm really I'm wondering if that is to set us up for the most heartbreaking event that we could possibly imagine. Hmm. Like I don't know because I'm listening to some of these uh, the, the, the 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 full season soundtrack. If you listen to some of the later tracks, the way that, the way he's weaving together the Stranger theme and the Sauron theme, it just mm. gives me chills and it just leaves me wondering. I, I can't tell which is coming out on top, good or evil. And okay, so here's, I, and I, I don't I know. And and tonight, honestly, tonight, tonight, Waldrig, I felt like he was strengthening my argument for me because he was all like, about the falling star. that's the yeah. sign. Okay, so Kurt, I got a question. Starfall is a sign. I'm like, ah. I got a question because this is the one thing when people talk Sauron with the stranger, I can't, I can't figure this out. Well, it's, so are we, do you think that this is like his Anatar form or do you think that all the stuff with him and the Harfoots is way in the past and we're supposed to think it's happening concurrent or like, because with the, with the orcs amassing and Adar being there, you got to think that Sauron's been around, right? Like, where is he coming from? If he's, mm-hmm. if, if this stranger is, Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I've thought about that. And and I'm not thinking that we're on alternate timelines. I think it's all happening okay. congruently. Okay. I think this I think that yes, Sauron has been uh acting actively for some time now mm-hmm. and he has his lieutenants in place who continue to work while he goes off and comes back as mm-hmm. he's being presented as a gift from the gods to help the people of Middle Earth. I think what we're seeing wow. is his undeveloped Anatar. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know it's a reach, unpopular opinion, no, like that. but that's where I'm like hanging that. my hat right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably that. eat it later on. Go, man. Hey, man. Crow tastes pretty good wrong. if you put it over the fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's okay. I, I, <laughs> dude, I love I, that I idea. Really, I love yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry, no, I I just really hope you're wrong because I don't know if I can deal with that kind of heartbreak, <laughs> man. I know. It would be so sad. But you're probably mm. right. That would be that would be I something just... that would just get the show a lot of activity, you know, is to kill Nori. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even wow. think about oh, my that. Gosh. Oh jeez. How dare you? I know. No. That's... 
Look at my idea. It's Gandalf. I'm going to have to leave now, guys. I'm hanging up. Sorry, I can't continue. The thought of Nori being killed is not okay with me. Yes. Uh, Ed, what do you think, man? You got got any more guiding questions for these? I mean, this is incredible, dude. No, this is really cool. I I can't. I I enjoy hearing the thoughts on on, on the stranger and stuff because – I haven't told Lane this yet, but I'm, I've been leaning back towards almost like Saruman or something and thinking Gandalf's too too obvious. I'm kind of wow. with Kurt. Like, it does seem super – it's one of those things. They want to string this along the whole season. They want these yeah. conversations. Yeah. I, I, we all are kind of like, we want Gandalf, but we're also like, that's too much. Maybe that's not – maybe not yet. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. The whole, there's a whole – it's going to – we're going to – every week we're going to have this, this conversation, which is going to be going to be great. Let's kind of um, let's just kind of shift gears just for a second and talk about what's going on with Elrond and and Durin and just go around the horn again and sort of get some thoughts on on that dynamic because a lot of I mean a lot of deceit and like just crazy stuff going on down there in the mines and they're they're singing to I mean Diza's going crazy I thought that whole thing was was just actually fascinating really and then cool. at the end yeah. you know like. Uh, D3 and D4, as you say, are talking about keeping an eye on Elrond and going to Linden and stuff. So I guess we'll start with Macy. Just your thoughts, I guess, on on Durin and what's happening with Elrond. Uh, How do you feel about it? Well, I've had a lot of thoughts about that storyline in this episode, actually. Um, I thought it was really cool, obviously, with Durin, that the silver load um, in Mirror Mirror, that that river leads to Lothlorien later. You know, after the world has shifted oh, and wow. Galadriel's there. Um, I thought that was really cool because it's reminding me of that future to come. Wow, yeah. Um, the parallel, we've got Galadriel teaming up with men, but we've also got Elrond teaming up with dwarves. So, mm. like, leading up to that last battle, you know, eventually. Um, mm. And then again, like, with Disa, like you mentioned, um, I thought her singing was incredible. It, it mm. felt like... It's not ethereal because that's the word we use to describe elves a lot, but there's like a dwarvish equivalent there, I yeah. think, in what she did and like their their traditions. And yeah, I was just blown away by that whole storyline, and I love like the banter between um, Elrond and Deep. I think that's super sweet. Um, yeah, I loved I loved it. Laughed a lot with that. Yeah, even even I just even love the um, like we as I've been talking about this, the relationship is so surprisingly like probably my favorite like relationship between two characters when he when he comes up and put when he finds the mithril um deposit you know the mine and he goes comes up and pushes him and says that's why you've come here you know shoves elrond and then hearing them talk about when they first met and how elrond said you know he thought it was a child you know a a, a (laughs) child crying in the woods and then uh, i i I was moved by that scene too where she's singing I, i was like this is so um, it was hauntingly beautiful. And then also the voices in the background. Like, I noticed that there were, like, deeper tones that I didn't catch on the soundtrack. And it was, like, all those sages, like, around Disa that were kind of, like, joining her with lower tones. It was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Dave, what you think, man? Yeah, David, yeah. Oh, man. I... The music is just so powerful. Music isn't nice, guys. Music is powerful. Music changes <laughs> things, man. And the the and that's that's just in real life. And then in Middle Earth, music is so much more important, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the whole just the but Prince Durin, right, didn't have to go in and save those dwarves. 
Yeah, that was another cool thing. I, yep. That was that was something like a small thing for me was that the I mean obviously it's a secret dwarven mining project you know it's mm. like part of the uh, the DIB DIB you know the KGB or whatever you know but like dwarven <laughs> you know just like the secretive organization. You sound like Kurt man. Stuff. Come on. All these like, yeah, he's like, oh, Well, I'm the only one who can you out, so I guess I gotta come help you. You know, but uh, mm. I can understand his. I understand his anger against his father um, mm. after that scene uh, mm. because it's his it's his project you know mm. it's his thing he found this this new ore you know and he's just over the moon about it his dad wants doesn't want anything to do with it and he's like this you know this needs to happen uh, so I, I thought that was really great character character development for D4 uh, <laughs> but for Diza. I thought it was even better to see that we actually got to hear some of that singing, you know, and I mean, you had in the presence of an elf and the elf was moved, mm-hmm. you know, wow. and that is yeah. also powerful, you know? Um, so I, I think that that whole scene right there, you're right. Those, those deeper tones and the sages, you know, they're singing to the mountain because for them, I mean, religiously, the mountain is their home. It's their life. Mm-hmm. It's their life. They eat, sleep, breathe rock, you know? Yeah. Uh, wow. And they, the fact that they can sing to the mountain and then it, the elf seeing the nature respond to the dwarves, I think, mm. is even more powerful for wow. the character yeah. development of Elrock. You know, we watched an elf cry because a tree has been there for, what, 100 years? How much mm. more did Elrond feel power over the mountain who's been there for more than that before the trees wow. even grew you know mm, yeah, those are all the things that were going through my mind while i was on the brink of tears listening to jesus sing oh yeah that must be nice you know you know what goes through my mind when i see amazing things <laughs> that, that must be nice guys wow must be nice Kurt, so we've heard two two savants share their inner inner monologue when beautiful things are happening and you've heard mine, so let's hear your beauty and and what you took from from uh, from the dwarves and D three D four Elrond, whatever you want to talk about. Disa singing the rocks to tears, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I got a few things on this. So um, I'm really glad that we get to see the strength and might of the dwarven race. Hmm. Right? We've always heard about it. Yeah. We heard about it in the trilogy. They tried to show us in The Hobbit, but because of the time setting, they still kind of weren't able to. But now we're really getting to feel it and see it and live it, and I'm into it. Like, I was never this pro-dwarf until this show came along, right? Now I'm all about it. I, I, I'm all about some dwarf. Um, loving, yeah. I, I love the whole Disa thing. I love the interaction between her uh, and Four. I, I, I think they are a phenomenal couple. Loving the kids running around in the background, giving away the secret <laughs> password yeah, to the right. door. <laughs> that was so cool. I love that. Uh, I, we got to see some elf action, you know, uh, some some uh, elf vision, if you will. <laughs> Elrond up there. I thought that was really cool. So I, I got something I want to throw out there to the group. Okay, I want to throw out there to the world, basically. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you think I'm crazy. And if you can prove me right away, please do. But... Have we seen D3 speak to anybody except D4? No. Nope. Now, I know other people talk about during the third. You think he's dead? Disa talks about him. 
I just, I, I've yet to be proven that it's actually there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we've had, dude, we've had D3 speak in the presence okay. of other dwarves, right? Okay. So when, when D3 the walks guards. down yes. and sees the, what I thought was going to be the Arkenstone and I was going to throw fit, uh, <laughs> there's another dwarf yep. that opens it up for. Open the box. Yeah, yes. that's right. And that, yep. those dwarves I think there were two, actually. Shop. Right. So. They were there. But, again. Could it just see, be? Yeah, mm. they're in the fourth having this dialogue with his father, <laughs> and and nobody says anything because they're all like, "Well, the Durans talk to each other." Like, oh my god, because dude. you know D three even says that. Oh, he even explains that way. He's like, "We are the voice in your head. My, we, you know, we we impart the wisdom on the on the next generation oh of the Durans." Right, Kurt, Kurt. What what Elrond was doing talking about his dad is he was trying to say like it's okay man let him go my dad's gone too it's okay you can still talk Ooh. to him it could be mm. oh my gosh wow I don't know okay Just wow us. okay you know when I watch those scenes you know what goes through my head <laughs> <laughs> it must be nice guys oh, it must be nice to be the three of you with that in mind. See, and that's that's a beautiful thing about this, isn't it? Yeah. I thought about this. I hope I need other to do people. That too. I hope other people who are watching this are like are able to have conversations with their friends like this, because it, yeah, it, it makes me like it started with Sarah saying like, Would, why don't you chill out and watch it again, Lane? Like, what's your because at the first watch, I was tired. I watched it at midnight after Thursday night football. I didn't I didn't enjoy it. And she said, give it another shot. I did. She was right. And then you have conversations with your friends when they're finding these layers that. People come up with different different knowledge of all of Tolkien's world, and it just it, it enhances the experience. It makes you find things that you 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 didn't see before. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Okay, so that's that that's a lot to digest with uh, Durin and the elves and so on. I mean, that's that's that, that's pretty awesome. We have one more big kind of storyline to talk about in this in this episode, and that's. Um, Arondir, Bronwyn, mm. Theo, uh I mean people that what is up with that dagger or the 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 blade it's jabbing them as they grip mm-hmm. it or whatever which I is kind of crazy it, that's all we know yeah yeah he he wants it he's seeking it so i guess we'll start again around the horn macy just in terms of what do you think about that plot line what's going on there uh what do you think about uh yeah d- just just the sword in general like is it the other guy had I forget the guy's name. I'll go look it up real quick here. But Waldrick, Waldrick, Waldrick. Yeah, he had it. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, and it had the same mark on his on his. So he's he's clearly either used it or played with it before. So. Yeah. yeah. So basically, just thoughts on on that uh, whole kind of uh, plot line. Yeah, I think it's really intriguing. Um, it makes me wonder if Theo has the potential to turn to the darker side. You know, it's part mm-hmm. of his heritage, so to speak. Um, and now he's being taken on, so to speak, by this older guy who was apparently suspicious the entire time. Um, <laughs> I like yeah. that. I don't know what that thing is, that hilt, but it reminds me of, you know, what we've seen in Lord of the Rings and in The Hobbit, that there are these tokens of power or these tokens mm. that mean something to people on both good and bad sides. And so, hmm. you know, this is before the rings are made and i'm just wondering does it have to do with the forging of the rings is it just something that's important to um adar and like 
I don't know, I just, I find that really interesting. It, it reminds me of, you know, other times in these stories where there are things themselves that have value. Like, even with Aragorn, right, and his sword. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And just the rings themselves are, are the most obvious one. But, yeah, I, I really like that. I, I'm wondering, you know, where that's going to take us eventually. Mm -hmm. I see another thing as as brought up, too, is Arondir. And I can't help myself. Um, oh, yeah. Do I... Do I have problems just looking into his eyes? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> have I told my wife about it? Yeah. Does she also have the same, you know, um, does she get lost in those eyes? Yes, she does. So my thing is, like, he, for me, so far, everyone has been fantastic, but he's the only one who every time, every scene he's in, every line, I feel like he is, well, him and Joseph Mall now, I feel like he has knocked it out of the park every single time he's been the most consistent like in terms of my response to him what do you feel about his character i'm on him being a created character um how have oh, you responded yeah. to yeah his his uh little arc so far i have to agree wholeheartedly i i love every time he's on screen um mm -hmm. i love again his lines his delivery mm -hmm. um the, I, like you said his eyes i know it's a joke but then at the same time there's intensity there mm -hmm. and yes. i, I yes. love the way that he is so expressive with them um and everything that he's in and in particular in this episode i loved like his sequence with the bow that's just like yes I, it reminded me of Beleg strongbow which we really saw you know in the first age of the silmarillion well, it's like yeah. this wow. new Beleg. This, this tribute to him is what I kind of thought in my mind. Wow. Um, I just, I love, I love his character. I mean, I'm really excited to see more of him. I even love, like, his subtlety, too. Like, he, he um, when he asks Adar, he's like, why do the, why do the orcs call you father? Like, he does some, yeah. some very interesting things with his expressions. And I'm like, man, he, he has such subtlety down. He doesn't have to come in and, and like, overact. He's like so good at how he mm -hmm. yeah how he performs so I, i'm mm -hmm. i'm in love with the guy um all right uh dave what do you think about the whole um southlanders and theo and i have i have more concern now for you lane after this because <laughs> 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 um, i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm not feeling it i'm not feeling it as okay much. that's okay that's okay. Uh, I think he's got he's got a lot of potential. I, mm -hmm. I like that he is a created character because yes. I look at him and I'm I'm not putting myself emotionally attached to him at all because okay. I'm like this guy's gonna die some way. He, he totally is gonna be tragic. You're right. right. Yeah, sadly. And it's gonna be tragic, and I'm just not gonna get attached because I don't need that emotional. Oh, so you're just in denial. You're in denial. That's all yes. that is. And that's, that's probably why his eyes. I look into his eyes. Let yourself dead love man. him. I mean, that's it. <laughs> a dead man. Oh my. Oh, it's dead so man sad. Uh, but oh. I mean, early on, we got off on the wrong foot because his sexual tension with um, Theo's mother. I just Bronwyn. am yep. not a fan of. Okay. I mean, like it's to me, it just it's stupid, right? Okay. okay. And they're they're they they talked about you know the you know, you know the oh, I'm sorry I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. So, Arondir <laughs> and his buddy talking from yes. in, the, in the first episode are leaving, and they're like, "Well, you know how it ended." He's like, "Yes, I know. Tragedy, blah blah blah." I'm like, "Okay, great. They're talking about it. They know that it only happened twice, three times mm -hmm. if you count mm -hmm. Aragorn, right?" And that, I mean, that, that probably doesn't even count, anyways, because that guy was a hundred by the time that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, and then he's standing outside her home, and the conversation dialogue is, 
what are you doing here? I don't know. Where's your company? Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> what Dave, do you want okay. to say? Like, now listen oh. to me. You're telling me every time when you when you were with Crystal and the sparks were flying and emotions ran high and you forgot your own name, that every line out of your <laughs> mouth was as smooth as Capone. I don't even for an elf, man. When you're taken when you're taken aback by love, it just doesn't come out the way you want it to. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think you want to love this guy, Dave. It's okay. I'm giving you permission. He's gonna. Are they starcraft <laughs> lovers? Quite literally. Yes. Is it gonna end tragically? Yes. Is Adar probably gonna kill him? And send him home? Yeah, probably. But let probably. yourself, man. Let yourself love him, man. All right? I, man, I guess I guess you're right. I just, I needed the permission <laughs> from his first love to love him. Oh, <laughs> now, my. Now I <laughs> no, I just, I think I've, I've rewatched every episode twice, save mm. this last one. So I mm. think I need to, I need to restart, right? I need to, I need to, maybe the next week. No, it's okay. Watch it's, it all over from the beginning and look okay at it. okay to feel that way. Like, because no. if, because you're right. If I went into this, and I probably did, being like, this guy's going to die, I'm not going to like him. You know, Then mm. I'm going to be picky. I'm going to be like, okay, look, your your dialogue is kind of meh. You're... Okay, but him catching the arrow and shooting it back was great. I loved it. Yeah, that was awesome. I loved that. Also, he ran out of arrows. Yeah, like, yes, he did. never see that in The Lord of the Rings. Ever. No. Like, hardly never. Legolas, like, made arrows from his thigh. He just, That's like, pulled them out in different... <laughs> You know, you. Yeah. Places. Yeah. He's just creating them. Dave, you know? I do just have a. I do have a quick question though. I'm gonna die. Do you not like me? Wow. <laughs> I do love right? you. Okay. So well, I'm just saying. Okay. So if that's your, I just, yeah. I think you need to go. I, I think you just need to give yourself permission. Hey. That's all. Can, can all right. I, I didn't really like that. That's got. I think that's a logical fallacy there somewhere. Being like, <laughs> hey, me as a human being, an actual person, you, I, if I'm gonna die, false equivalency. False equivalency. Because you don't like false equivalency. Yeah. Character that's nothing. Oh, oh boy. Oh, okay. Things like apples to apples to me. Yeah, <laughs> this is a magical life we live. You know it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> like apples to apples to me. Uh, Kurt, what are your feelings on the I, uh, Southlanders and uh, yeah. and Arondir in particular? Obviously, but yeah, Theo and all the all the yep. what's going on there. I'm into Arondir. Uh, I like yeah. him as a character. I, I don't mind that he's a non-canonical character. I mean, I was okay with Tario in the hobbit you know mm-hmm. i was okay with legolas being in the hobbit you know mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. There's just some things it's just, I, I don't know I, I have a limit that i'm willing to go to and you'll tell me that there was an elf then okay i'll go with it and i like the character i think the actor's doing a great job mm-hmm. um i at first i wasn't a bronwyn fan but mm. after tonight she had her Aowen moment at the old tower, which was like very Helm's Deep-ish. Yeah, it was. Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I was getting some Helm's Deep vibes, and, yep. and I'm like, okay, all right. So, and, and she did. She chopped off the head of that one orc and brought it in town. I was like, yo, that, that was crazy. crazy. Yeah. Do or die. So, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm into her. I'm into them and their relationship. I, I do feel like their relationship can't see me doing my air quotes uh will be the end of iran deer i think that's what will bring mm. about somehow mm. i think that's what's going to bring about his demise and uh and, and yeah lane i'm with you i think it will probably be adar mm-hmm. that does it mm-hmm. uh just because mm-hmm. he had him and let him go mm. and so and that'll come about home circle. too yeah and they talked about home right being mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. being from the same yeah part of Beleriand or, or whatever um 
Wow. Okay. So I, I mean, we could talk forever, guys. But um, I know it's getting late, and and some you might not want to, you know, want, might not want to talk forever. So I know that some of you that you had kind of thoughts coming into this. So take a second, and anything else that you want to talk about that you you had noted that you want to bring up, we didn't cover. Like, let's hear it. Let's start with Macy. Go to Dave. Go to Kurt. Um, I kind of like that we see Galadriel, um, with the king, you know, he's dying and mm-hmm. although she has seen death, you know, she's lost her brother. It's something else entirely, maybe for her to see a man die, you know, even mm. though they're Numenorians and they live long. Um, I thought that was really important for her. Um, again, maybe she has seen that in her lifetime, mm. but showing it on screen, I think was really cool. Mm. Um, I also like the reference to the Palantir, you know, the seeing stones. Those are obviously yeah. integral to the story. Mm. Um, and then my final defense for it, the stranger being Gandalf is that he's clumsy. And if we think back to yeah. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, right? He hits his yep. head. every, yep. And it's like it's like that develops for him. You know, it gets a little better. But he's clumsy. And I really like that. It kind of reminds me of Gandalf. So silly defense but it's still gonna be what i stand on for him <laughs> when he fell into all those tents i all had right. the first thing i thought of was the chandelier i was like yep. yeah in back end when he bangs it or the the wood oak yeah he gets bumped into both but the beam and the chandelier was totally what i yep kind of thought of yeah awesome okay dave what else did you want to speak your piece man i mean right. you got the all whole right. rondier well, stuff I'm, out of the way i've had a theory for a while actually, about Arondir, and now it's starting to make more sense now that we have uh, Adar. I think that the fate of our uh, made-up elf is he will become an orc throughout. What? Because Saruman says, dude, talking to the um, his Orokai says, the first orcs were tortured and mutilated elves. Now that might be some first stage stuff, uh, but if if uh, yeah. Avar is the father to these orcs, you know, and we oh, want to be as brutal and you know crazy as possible, I will. I mean, I'm not going to stand and fall on that sword, but that's that's Dang. a prediction that if it happens, God. I will be uh, I'll be over the moon. Dude, I've, I've never seen over the over the David. I've never seen denial of the stick, man. This is this is ripe. <laughs> yeah, I love it, David. I can get on board with that. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I don't want them to be like... Holy... Oh, this is around here before he was an orc. This is around here after, like... Oh. All the bad stuff has happened to him. You know, I want to see 
Adar, you know, torture and mutilate him and do it over like five or seven episodes. You know, I feel wow. like we just took a path down. Um, uh, yeah, we, we just went down a path of horror that. Uh, what? <laughs> I think they well, would be writing expect- hor- yeah, like horror films. <laughs> I, I would have oh expected this from Kurt for, for losing the potato cook off. But I, you know, the winner, I didn't see I didn't see this coming out of the winner's mouth. Like, this is like. Man, hey, I, once you've been on the mountain for so long, on the top, you're, you're, you're craving out. the valley. You're craving the valley. This is a new he's, he's a new father. He's dealing with a lot of different emotions right now, too. He doesn't know how he feels about a, 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 a needs some sleep. elves we have ever seen. He needs some sleep. But I, you know what? I think there is probably an audience who would absolutely. I mean, would I? Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. be able to look away because I love him so much. It would be. It'd uh, be thing, but mm-hmm. I, I would too. Yeah. But it'd be okay. super cool. Don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well. It'd be really cool. Be crazy. I I want to see him live and have babies, but that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kurt, what are your what what other big? I know you got a whole book full. Share share as many as you want to. All right. Tell us everything that that you want to say that you haven't been able to say yet. Uh, I. I I do, I do, so I'll make it lightning round. Okay, real quick. Favorite quote <laughs> from tonight's episode. A, a recipe for strong gravy. I, I, I want to ta- wow. take that one to the grave. I love that. Disa, recipe for strong gravy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hand to mountain. Uh, yes. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. To untangle it all would all but require the recreation of a new world. Oh. Mm. Now, on to that. Adar. Could it be? And even mm. if it were, would it matter? Could Adar be an anagram for Arda? Arda is the Quenyan yes. word yeah. for the world. I was thinking yes. this. Yeah. Yes. Oh would it matter? I don't know. What would it mean? I don't know. It could just be fun. I could just be making shit up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, also for Adar, just wanted to point out, I, I listened really, really close. I could not determine a distinguishable theme anytime he was on screen. It's just sound like there's no so you can't get a feel for who he might be because none of the themes are coming through with the music do any of the markings on theo's shirt at uh mini helms deep match any of the shapes in the sands and the credits mm-hmm. i don't know they look like they might if they do i don't think it matters it's probably just for fun God, muriel always looks like she's smiling even when she's ticked off, she looks like she's smiling, and that's really <laughs> off-putting for me. She's saying, love her, but it's weird. And, wow. and lastly, the ending. I, I love the ending. I was like, I was hooping and hollering when they were talking about in 10 days our ship set sail. And, man, that Numenorium scene came in, and those French horns hit it, and I was like, yeah, I was digging it. I had chills. Mm, yeah. But like, you know, it just I just the thing, the thing I want to go back to the Palantir. The thing about, you know, looking into the Palantir is it's usually not in context, right? So they're looking in the Palantir and they're seeing this disaster. And 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 I feel like Muriel thinks that she can thwart that disaster by mm. going over to Middle Earth and doing this thing with Gladrill. And it just doesn't work that way, right? Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what they're trying to pull us towards. I don't know. That was just my thought on it, is that she thinks she can change the fate of of the kingdom by an action. But, mm. you know, obviously, we know that's not true. Mm-hmm. But I love that opening scene with the wave. That was incredible. Oh, by the way, um, 
I love this. This is Kurt Jones unleashed. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I, as soon as I saw that wave, I thought, oh, someone else has had this dream. Faramir. Oh, my God. Faramir oh. had a great wave dream. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Remember that? Cool. Dig it. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Almost like a distant memory, too, if you think of it in that context. Like it, like this DNA. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, dude! Yeah. Of course, of course, you would remember that. Wow. Did you guys catch the? I, I didn't catch it until someone. I think it was Fellowship of Fans who pointed it out because again, I watched initially at like midnight. Um, but the uh, the little Easter egg of uh, Narsal in the tower. Yes, I saw it. And yeah. I, I, I screamed. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I was. I was. I jumped yeah. up and I had to pause it and go back and jump no. back. Now listen, like, people. That's the sword. People, people think that that's just an Easter egg, but I want so badly for that to be just another version that because it looks like like it looks like kind of like the concept art of because John Howe designed Andoril, so like I'm thinking of the legalities. I know they want it to look it's a different interpretation of Middle Earth, whatever. But like then again, like you got you got Morpheth Clark who looks like Kate Blanchett. So I mean I, that doesn't make any sense to me. And you've got like you know the 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 main palace looking like Minas Tirith. So but like I'm thinking uh, could a loophole be that John Howe is a creative on both, and he designed, you know, Narsal and Ariel originally. Could oh, I want it so badly, guys? I want it so badly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be incredible. I need. I, just, I hope we get to see that sword in Elendil's hand at some point. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Oh, yeah. Someone else brought up the fact that like that makes sense too because they said it was like either forged or or locked away up in that tower because it was of Elven make or something like that. And so I'm thinking, please oh, let that yeah. be it. Please mm-hmm. let that be it. That would just be like juice I want to drink. Uh, but yeah, okay. Guys, this was amazing. I, I don't even know. Like, um, as this is this is this uh, whole like circle yeah. segment we've done mixed with the Hobbit Hotline is the coolest thing we've ever gotten to be a part of. Like, I mean, well, all inclusive with the entire you know five years almost that we've done this. This has been so incredible and a true honor. So thank you guys for like giving us giving your time late at night when it's not not so easy. Um, and and like gifting us and everyone who listens with with uh, yeah your takes and your theories and your impressions. This has been amazing. Lane, real quick, I because for me, I like you, you say watching this and you get those moments where you're like, duh. I mean, like that's me listening here right now. I mean, I I'm kind of blown away. Like, okay, where was that? Okay, it's uh, it's, I mean, really, it is honestly really cool to kind of get all these ideas, and then we'll chat for a little bit afterwards just on on some of our thoughts. But honestly, thank you guys so much. It's it's like an honor to have you on, and it was just great to great to hear from you, Macy. Especially, I haven't heard your voice, and so it was like so cool to kind of connect and hear you, and and hear you articulate your thoughts. It was it was just great, Macy, David. Macy, if you, yeah, yeah, Macy, if you don't have your own podcast already, you need one. Yeah, I, you, I really you do actually. <laughs> Get the, happen, I have so. been told this. I have been told this. You got the voice for it. Yeah, more Let's fuel go. for the fire. So there you go. Dave, I don't know, especially after that whole, like, <laughs> wanting to slowly torture my main man. Hey, it's, I, it I, I'll tell you like what. I'll, thick. I, I will bring seven episodes. And it will all be better. <laughs> okay, okay. That's it. Oh, okay. I love it. I love I'm you, sorry. Man. I'm sorry. I attacked the boyfriend's wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean it. <laughs> oh, and Kurt Jones, you know, you know how much we love you. I mean, you guys are amazing. So thank you so much for for joining us. Yeah. Um, 
Wow. Incredible. I, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I don't even know what to say as I'm out of words. Yeah. No, thank you guys so much. Um, yeah, again, if you feel, anybody wants to call back in Hobbit hotline throughout the weeks on Monday, oh, yeah. we'd love to hear yep. your thoughts down the line. Uh, even for the finale, we're, we're hoping to kind of get a bunch of people rapid fire back into just cause this, this has just been so much fun. It's such a really cool experience. To, it's, it's new Tolkien. It's new, it's new Lord of the Rings content, you know? So it's just awesome. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys so well, much. It's and a pleasure being here. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Kurt, yes. Macy, David. Yes, yeah, truly an honor. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. All righty. Yep, you guys have a good night. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Go in peace. Go in peace, Namadie. You Frodo lives. That's right. Unfortunately, Sauron, too. Oh, man. Dang. <laughs> but not a Ron Deer. I think Dave doesn't want a Ron Deer to live. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean... <laughs> he lives for now. Okay. Oh, <laughs> for now. For now. Uh, all right. All right. See you guys. All right. See ya. See ya. All right. See ya. Have a good one. All right. Bye bye. Oh. Wow. As I mean, that's like, what do you even? How do you even? Um, yeah. I, I, I really, I really, I know it sounds like probably something we just say to people, but really, it, it really is like. It is such an honor. I mean, because I and I'm sure that other other like podcasts get to do this, but it's just like it's so cool to have this community that has uh, like grown over the years, that has built up, that has been full of positivity and knowledge and like kindness. Yeah. To be able to pull from a, a group so strong and then just, I mean, dude, we don't really have you and I. We don't have to work very hard, man. We've got these. No, no, no. Yeah. And, the, and the reactions of. Yeah, that's that, that's why we say it, because, I mean, it, it really is cool. They they came on, gave their thoughts and give us a lot more to think about. I mean, added in things that that you and I would never have shared with our with never our listeners and, and, yep. and, and talk yep. with each other. So that's the whole point. And, and that's the other thing, too. I think the spirit of this spirit of, of our podcast and the book club and I think just Tolkien in general and even what the showrunners are trying to do is just generate conversations, listen, talk to what people are on all sorts of different yeah. levels. Also, every single individual brings their own experiences, their own sort of uh, subjective sort of thoughts, what they like, what they didn't like, what they caught on to, what worked, what didn't work. And that's, that's awesome. I think that's cool. It's a part of yeah. art. It's a part of, you know, enjoying consuming art and what have you. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's been I mean, tr truly an honor. Yeah. After talking to people these, these last four weeks in the, in the words of, and really we've done it five times because those, first two episodes that first uh, reaction episode was two episodes in one right or or we had you know we had four people on that very first night um but i think to myself after all talking to all these people I, we can literally quote uh d4 from this this episode shut it down shut it down like yeah. finally just shut it all down <laughs> did you catch he said that he oh comes absolutely he's like well, my dad said we're gonna shut it down i was shut like that's down. our line man. <laughs> oh shoot Shoot, I did. Yeah, wow. Sometimes. See, did, did I'm we just get a writing credit for that. I, I don't know. I mean, well, yeah. Ezra Kirk. We're I'm going to say was we're we're Payne McKay listening the whole time. I don't. I I mean, Anthony was so you know. Like, I was going to say perfect perfect segue into uh, next time we record. We're actually going to be uh, doing a little bonus episode coming up on uh, Sunday. We will be talking to um, Antamo. Yeah, uh, Anthony Crum, who uh, surprisingly. Uh, is I would I'm, I'm gonna venture to say the only cast member who is a listener of Up Talking Tolkien, but you never know. Maybe he and Belandiel and the Seal Doer were chatting in between scenes and said, "Hey, man, you got to check out this really cool dude." Podcast. Maybe he played right. it on set. <laughs> I 
I mean, can like, you imagine? I, the, can I, you imagine? Sorry, he's blow. He kind of he kind of blew our minds uh, like like the other day. And dude, can, it okay, did. can I go before we get him on here? And I know he can't he can't give us any anything in regards to moving forward. We talked about what we yeah, can yeah, yeah. discuss, what he can't discuss. Yeah. So, um, and, and you say it, um, Antimo, right? Uh, is the is the character? Oh, yeah. Name? Okay. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm asking. I think Antimo, yeah, yeah, Antimo, yeah, that's right, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So Antimo, I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Antimo, and I'm gonna say this is a major I'm Antimo theory, okay? <laughs> because I was thinking about him, and I, I, I again shared this with Lottie, and like was like, that's the guy. There he is. Boom. Then I started looking around, yeah. and I thought, this. What type of character is this? It's really cool because it makes you sort of look at. And then I started like searching for other. You know, background characters, side characters, yeah. Um, yeah. just all of the characters, right? There's so many, there's so many people, you know, mm-hmm. working in this in this production, and the people who worked on the freaking Narso Sword, and who worked on the who designed the Palantir, like who did all this yeah. stuff, Lane? That yeah. that's the other thing. People want to just come in and sort of throw words at this and just dis. I just I don't know. First of all, I think it's spe- It's all spectacular, and I don't just look at the detail that is in this. This is like there are glyphs there are all sorts of you know elvish writing and different things going on and black speed it's it's crazy anyways back to ontimo and when you look at that character so this is the guy by the way who is one of Asildor's uh friends right these they're on the ship he's one of the three that gets kicked off of, 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 of the whole thing so i started thinking he's kind of a the funny guy, the in between, sort of like keeping those. He's the bridge. He's yeah. the bridge between those two characters. Keep that. They, there's a tension that rises. They get in a fight over over being kicked mm-hmm. off the sea guard, uh, which which was interesting. And I thought, okay, hold on a second. At the end of this, all three of them say, "I will serve." I will serve. Yeah. I will serve. So they're all going to go, and we look for those tragic sort of situations where, like, one of the characters mm. is going to die. And it's gonna. It's gonna be him. It's gonna be him, dude. That too. I am. See his death scene, and yeah. So upset. This season. It's gonna be the season. I think it is gonna be the season. No, I hope Mm. not. I hope not. I hope it's. I I actually hope that the that these three kind of stick around. There's some banter because this is going so slow. Like not not super slow, but I feel like if we had some banter with them over a couple seasons, that that would be amazing to me. And then. For yeah. it to be this moment where that character Antimo sort of steps in front of one of the others and, and like takes a I don't know like a a spear or, or 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 you know what I mean like does something just epic and you're like whoa because we're yeah. all looking for that from like a door and it's just right. like it, it, it's right. some a, one a couple things that sort of take that character and go because right now he's already feeling like I let my friends down I I, I I've included yeah. them in this whole craziness of going west and what's happening and who's calling his name out, all that You're sort of right. stuff. So he's right. wrapped his friends into this, and if one of yeah. his friends were to die, it, yes. like in all of this, I, I feel like it's just going to do more for his character, unfortunately, for Anthony, or I'm trying to look and see. <laughs> uh, we have a couple. Who's the other guy that's, that's with them there? It's just so Alex. Uh, uh, deal? Yeah. yeah, and his name is Alex Tarrant Ta- or something. Alex Tarrant, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're, that's kind of our, our, our three there. It's just freaking... Unreal to think about those three uh, acting together, and then the fact that we had I know. Anthony listening and stuff, and listening on the you know we'll talk to him later and, and share all that. But I just wanted to I, I don't I don't really get into any predictions with him and have him say something one way or the other, or even no right you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to tempt him, uh, but uh, I um 
No, I, 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 like, it's funny that you bring that up, right? Because the first um, time we saw them in that uh, in episode three, I was like, oh, okay, just, well, we won't see those guys again, you know? And yeah. then to show that well, these are like his best buds, like yeah. the implication the implication of Volandil's, um, you know, when he says, since I was old enough to pick up an oar, this is all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's implied that they were buddies even then. Like yeah. that he, that he, he he's, he's pretty much um, – He's not incriminating his friend, but he's like, you knew about this. You know, you knew how much it meant to me. Like when we were kids playing together, you knew this is all I ever wanted and that I had to work for it and that you didn't, you know. So the, the fact that the, the friendship of these three and again, it's the power of three. Here we go again. I mean, it's like yeah, the, yeah. The, the perfect number that they are, um, you know, that, that uh, they I don't know, because I can see it going one of either two ways. If someone did have to sacrifice himself or, or be, be sacrificed. It'd be on Antimo, right? I think because he is like the bridge between the two, the, the Isildur and Volandil are very yeah, like two extremes. And then he's kind of very in the middle. extreme, right? And they're always, yeah. they seem like they're at odds or they could be at odds at any moment. And then, but the, I also could see like, maybe these three survive and they, and they make it out of Numenor and they become like these great captains of men yeah. of Gondor yeah. and Arnor. You know what I mean? Like that could be a really cool thing too. Maybe, maybe this is like something that, you know anthony's doing for for years yeah, um yeah that would be amazing yeah it's 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 gonna be so cool to talk to him um okay so what what other like impressions did yeah. you have because i have a okay. lot of things going through my mind about Me too. Like, <laughs> what what i just mostly just snippets from this show that this episode that i are sticking with me what are some what are some that you're that were impressed well on you? first of all i'm super glad that macy came you know walked right in here and basically said um that we were right she's been right the folks who have been supporting the show right. are right, and other people are wrong. No, I'm just kidding. You know what I mean? So, so just kidding. I feel like we're, just wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna feel the pain on the on on Hobbit Hotline when uh, when that gets out. Uh, no, it's something to me about this show. So okay, the first time I watched this episode, I was a little bit like, huh. There's some parts I'm like, whoa, eyes are glued yeah. to it. Like really, whatever. Yep. There is an intensity about Galadriel that I understand mm. why people are saying what they're saying about her. Like they're getting a little like me this too. off-putting sort of like feeling. But let me tell you something. I was in the way I was on, I was driving home from a friend's house uh, tonight and Lottie wanted to play it. She's in the car. I'm just listening to it. And I thought the dialogue mm. in her voice in the delivery, just not watching it. I couldn't look over. I'm driving. It's dark outside. And all of the dialogue, if you just listen to it, I challenge yeah. people just to just to listen to it. Don't look at it. Yeah. It all it's smooth. It runs together. It mm-hmm, feels good. Mm-hmm. But then you look at her, and there's like a like a quiver on her face, and like a like mm-hmm. her eyes move in, in such a way. And she does again in, in, in a different way than what uh, Cordova does with Arondir. Like mm-hmm. we talk about what actors do with their faces and their body language and all that kind of stuff. Like he does communicate a lot through his eyes, and it's so mm-hmm. there's an intensity, there's a there's a softness, there's a, there's a lot of there's understanding, wisdom, all sorts of different mm-hmm. things. Galadriel right now just seems to be intense on Laser fire. Focused. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and I think it's sort of like, and, and then you then you hear these these runs in her voice where she's super just animated and, and going at Muriel and just and saying demanding an audience and so on, and you're like, whoa, this just feels. And so I just I kind of want I'm so intrigued and I think we all are to go five seasons and see Galadriel get to where we see her later, like. Yeah. The fact that, that that we just saw this, I'm looking right by the way right now at the, at the Narsal sword. I didn't see it at first. Yeah. Didn't see it until yeah. this I did, conversation. I didn't either, buddy. I until know. this conversation, I just looked at it 
everyone was saying beforehand they were throwing shade at the other sword, saying that's yeah. not e- not even close. This bad boy looks almost the hilt and everything is like almost it identical. Is. I mean, it, it looks just like a like it looks like he took one of his con- or they took one of his concept sketches, made it a little more angular. Yeah, you know slight what I mean? alternate. Change, yeah. yeah, changed the hilt, made it maybe not so long or whatever, and then and then. Yeah, threw it in there. And I'm thinking, like, is that a loophole? Because if John Howe creates it for the show, even if it's the same design, yeah. who's to say they couldn't use that, right? I mean, oh, for sure. No, that's the that's yeah. the thing. There are so many things in here that I, I they dance around this as a piece that's going to complement that that show, and it's a clever. You mm-hmm. you need to as a different studio, different group, you know, running it or orchestra, whatever. You get the same creative minds in there, and then they. It's their own new thing that they can kind mm-hmm. of, you know, say, yeah, we, we created this for Rings of Power, even though I created something mm-hmm. similar over here, whatever. And there is some sort of weird unspoken agreement or maybe money was exchanged. Who knows? Uh, between <laughs> right. between I'm serious. Like, I've been reading people oh, yeah. talk about that and how dice uh, just interesting it is. The why exactly why they couldn't talk to Peter Jackson. They thought they could. Mm-hmm. They're they can they can you can take one step across that line, but you can't, you know, go two feet over there and talk to Peter Jackson. That's too far. Mm-hmm. But you could do a couple of these things. So I'm feeling that and seeing that in the show and I think it's mm. I think it's awesome. Um couple of the things that are sticking out. So anyways the, the Gladrill piece was interesting and I, I like that character, but as I was listening and I'm rewatching it, this episode got better. It's the first one that I actually had to mm-hmm. say, like you said, rewatch it. And mm-hmm. I wonder how many other people are. So I, I think for you and I, we're saying, okay, we've been huge fanboys of the show. We've loved it. This is the first time we've kind of mm-hmm. said we need to rewatch it because I totally agree mm-hmm. with you on that. I bet people who weren't fans of the show or were struggling might still be struggling. Or I'd be interested to find out in the Hobbit Hotline if they were like, ironically, from from jump in the, in the start of this episode, they were locked in maybe. You know, I don't know. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I tend to think mm-hmm. they might be like this episode wasn't very good for them at all. Because we had yeah. to watch it twice, you know what I mean. So yeah, right. I, I do kind of yeah. want to throw that out there because, like, like Kurt, I I actually did go in this and try to be more critical and say what's going mm-hmm. on, what's yeah. some cheesiness or awkwardness or whatever. And all I could think of was yeah. the drinks with Farazan running around and you know, right? Yeah. So, but um, no, that's that scene for me was the one. I, I, for whatever reason, I told you, I said this week, you know, this in this episode, in this week's episode of Farazan, only on the History Channel. It felt like, yeah. for whatever reason, the tone of that scene and starting off. I mean, apart from the uh, the opening scene was sick. That that dream that Muriel had, yeah, yeah. with the wave, and we we kind of get to see Numenor destroyed before it's destroyed. And that was that was unreal. Yes, and then to have it followed up by like, it, yeah, and maybe maybe it is it's exactly what Kurt was saying. It, it, maybe it was this whole bait and switch thing where they, like, he and the guild guy were were in on it together, and it was all sort of it seemed like it was more discovered but maybe it was a setup or something because it felt very yeah it felt, it felt orchestrated oh man yeah yeah and like even just the i'm like uh, something about i told sarah this too this is what i was struggling with i was like something about large crowd scenes mm-hmm. and background acting in the lord of the rings and even the hobbit it, it either they either nailed it or they didn't show it and yeah. for whatever reason, when they when they do this, and it's always in Numenor, it's all, only always been in Numenor. When they show these kind of like wider shots with, and maybe it's because the Numenorians just look so different, but it just feels really. I'm gonna be honest, like those scenes feel really cheap to me, and I, I'm like, uh, yeah. dang, it makes me almost glad that Numenor is gonna get destroyed. And I don't want to, I didn't want to feel that way about Numenor. Just sure. like all the, I don't, it's something. It just feels weird to me. But anyway, um, so that was very off-putting to me, and it kind of let me. 
it sort of soured the rest of the episode um, in in parts for me. And then, yeah, yeah, like you said, you watch it again. And I think it really was just I needed to get over it. I need to. I was maybe I was putting too much weight on that one scene, but like Farazon too. Like I can't get over them now. The more I watch it, the more I think, okay, so maybe the reason I don't like this guy, I don't like the way he looks. He, I mean, he looks like a, like an IT guy they pulled from the basement and put into a, like a you know a medieval costume. Like I, I don't, I don't. I think yeah. maybe though what I'm thinking is I'm, I'm placing who I know Farazon becomes on this visual interpretation of the actor and that's wrong like i'm hating him right now even though i'm supposed to be duped by him you know what yeah, i mean yeah i get you and i think we we visualize him you and i both we visualize him as someone very different we thought ishmael cruz cordova was going to be affairs on our affairs on the golden you know what i mean like i know he we, would be this yeah. very charismatic and i don't i'm not like that dude's not hitting me the same way with charisma as uh, someone else might have but that's okay that, that, that's fine um yeah because maybe he's going to have more of a I don't know, like Grimma angle, not not as disgusting as Grimma, but more of a, or even like a Saruman, you know what I mean? Like kind of um, uh, like that sort of approach where he's going to corrupt you, but he's going to do it very slowly and with poison and not, not of like, not like as well, this big conquering warrior, you know, more as a politician. Yeah. And so that's not how I imagined it. But yeah, once I got over that, once I watched it again, so many moments, I mean, that and we heard it from from Jimmy O'Connor, right? And 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 um, oh God, who else? was it? Seth, who was talking about uh, mm. being such a big fan of Joseph Mall? And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. guys, how good can he really be? Oh my! And, and my God, man! I mean, Dude. you could put that scene up there. It's almost kind of like the anti Boromir scene. Both okay. The departure of Boromir with with Aragorn, right? That emotional scene, which is one of my favorites, if not my favorite um, interaction oh. in all of the trilogy. <laughs> And the, just because of the raw emotion, and then to see I just him got it because the, he's got the the, or the orc is dying, and he's yeah. there finishing him off. He's finishing right? him. The, he is Aragorn over Boromir. Holy smokes! Yeah, wow. and instead of Aragorn like trying to save him, he's like, okay, I got to put this guy out of his misery. But but really, even just more so, even than that, is just the emotion packed into that. I was like, holy crap! He is like you said, he's shedding tears. So it's yeah. not even like we've seen like Saruman used the Urukai. They were a means to an end, right? We've seen uh, Sauron, you know, use these orcs as pawns. There is some weird connection, some something really, really deep, and I don't know what it is between Arda, if that or Arda uh, Adar. It's yeah. funny that, that yeah. Kurt brought that up. Adar and these orcs, like it really is this weird father thing. And then to see his interaction with Rondir, and I thought, wow, okay. So many strong actors, right? But maybe, maybe the two strongest actors going at it in a scene where a bunch of questions are asked and no answers are given, right? Yeah. And yeah. Not, or the answers to those questions are not given. Um, so that blew me away, dude. Real, then, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, j- just while you're on him, are you gonna move, you you gonna stay? With, can we stay with him for just a second? And and because mm-hmm. you brought up in in the in the episode earlier, um, the Maglor thought yeah that you had been reading yes. and people have been circulating whatever yeah david had, had posted that um dude that he heard a lot of people talking about that it, it fits pretty well if it's it? if it's really well it fits and pretty well it was shocked i was i was shocked when you said that i was sort of like wait huh and then you go and yeah. it just because of the the markings on his face and the side of his I face it, it looks and like a burning it looks yep. like a burning it look it totally looks like that it looks like he was burned by yep. one of the silmarils and then it yep. was lost in the sea i mean like uh, unbelievable and i thought he was dead you know what i mean but like I right, went and looked. Right. No, his face—he's unknown. It is unknown, his face straight unknown. up. Yeah. 
So right. that right. was that's what I yep wild. I know. So so yeah, maybe they're taking some liberty there, and they're thinking, okay, we can make this, you know. And then and then that would be a really super weird thing too, because uh, I was watching. Shout out to Nerd of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those great um, podcasts, yeah. inform, informative, yeah. YouTube, yes, sorry, YouTube channels. And he was um, in his uh, Sons of Fanor video. Uh, Maglor apparently, for a time, becomes kind of like a father figure to Elrond. So that would be Shut a pretty weird up. twist. Wow. Yep. And father figure Adar, right? Kind of weird. Wow. Um, and then the whole connection too. I, I was thinking like, where have I heard Adar before? Ada. And I was like, dude, Arwen. Arwen. Arwen, yeah. Arwen uses that in the Return of the King when before the the life of the Valar leaves her or the life of the Eldar leaves her and she drops the book. She says, reforge the sword, father. Reforge mm-hmm. the sword, Ada. And she calls him yeah. you know, Adar. So that's wow. kind of cool, a little cool connection there. And then also, um, it would also be kind of confusing and weird. And also makes sense if it's Maglor, because Maglor would be an ancestor, I don't know, uncle or something of of um, Celebrimbor, right? Oh. Because Celebrimbor is a descendant of Fanor. Holy. So then, you, then you're thinking like, Holy. okay, hold on a minute. Would Maglor be, um, would he be integral in... Sauron's approach towards Celebrimbor. Would he maybe know something about, you know, if these yeah. elves are as yeah. old as, you know, when we stop and think about that, would he be able to help, you know, say this is how you get, this is how you get Celebrimbor. You know, as you come wow. to him with gifts and you come to him wanting to learn and you feed his ego. And so, and the fact that I didn't realize like that the, it, the oath of Fanor is, is the reason for those kinslings. Like they were the yeah. dudes, these sons were the ones who were like, yeah, we're going to kill our own our own kind yeah we do uh, because we, we we feel betrayed yeah. and we want the we want the silmarils back and so they're they're not I, like late, light I, good guys they're no really, i didn't really bad. think i didn't think they would be weaving this much stuff into it you know what i mean i, know, I did not I think that they it would be going to to to, to these depths so i know i, I, know. I if, if you are a, a a fan of tolkien and you're you're into this there's easter eggs littered throughout this thing yeah, that everywhere. are just i feel like done through deep heavy research on the showrunners yeah. like Payne and McKay 100 yeah. percent did their homework went and looked everything and they up did. they they, they, they are did. massive fans of this and yep. said lock us in a room right yep. and right. and let and we are not coming out until we have created a master a flat-out masterpiece so yeah they're doing it I, I feel really good about it I'm just really glad you brought that little nugget up because it causes people it will cause people like Andrew and others to go Search it. Go look it, it up. It, it did me. Me it too. Me. I mean, and, and shout out to David, uh, like for sharing that. And and, and uh, yeah, even even the way he shared it was was really really helpful and kind. I mean, well, that's the other thing too is people could come in and be like, "Oh, you're an idiot. You don't even know." And some people do that. Some, but, yeah, like, sure. The way he shared it, yeah. And he's like, "This is a theory that's going on out there. Well, it makes a lot of sense." I think so, about our our three guests up. today. Like, so they all came yeah. in and dropped knowledge on us and came in and just and shared their thoughts. And I just feel like. That's that's amazing. You, like if you can recall yeah. lines or shots from the original films or things that happened in the novels, things that happened in the Silmarillion or wherever it is, mm-hmm. and you're like you want to you like when you notice it, pass on what you've learned. Yeah. Like like that's yeah. cool because we all want to geek out over it, and then we're gonna pass it on yeah. to our friends at work, and it just that's what that's what the I don't know. It's the best part about being in a fandom. I, I feel were, like I know I know it's awesome. Just the friendships that form and the, how you yeah. learn from each other. Dude, did you can, catch to the, another? Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, I, well, I wonder if we're gonna say where is it about Celebrimbor? Because I got Celebrimbaz is no, on the mind. There. I, I was gonna. I was moving on to the uh, Southlanders. 
Tomlin saying that like every village from here to Aurodruin. Oh yes, Aurodruin is that's the name of Mount Doom before yes. Mount Doom. So it's crazy. So it was really cool to, to, to yeah to have that kind of like place it, marker and thinking like you were definitely in Mordor the, if we yeah. didn't know it before from the exactly. map. Exactly, this is where we're yeah, at. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. And so isn't that kind of crazy too to think like it? I still have to in my mind. I still have to think to myself, okay, no, what we're seeing when, when we see it in the Third Age is destroyed. Like yeah. we know where this is going, and we we know what's kind of going to happen to a lot of these we're people. We're in um, Mordor. Like that's the thing that's know, not like registering for me. But it should be like they're saying we're here. Wink, like right. take a look. No, that right. can't be. Like we're almost like in denial, watching it going. I know. Hey, Mordor. I know, dude. I know. Let me tell you, it is like it's so beautiful. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the, and and that speaks to the power of the destruction of of the of the darkness. Uh, yeah, well, and and uh, Gladriel said there was a plan more than just a meeting location. There yeah. was a plan to create their yeah. own realm. So yeah. Yeah, it's huge. A new Angbad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and so and it's okay. it's interesting that that Celebrimbor wants to build his own forge, and Sauron's yeah. like, I'm using what's already here. There's a great mountain. Yeah. You, know, you know, what I mean, yeah. like, I don't know, like, just interesting to think about that down the line. Right, so, let, yeah. So, but the love, the love of my life in the show is around here. Let's talk about the love of your life, Celebrimbor. What, what do you, what did you think of? I mean, again, it's a very so, short scene. Very short, very beautiful, all of the colors, all of the lighting. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody is going to come at us and say this isn't well lit, isn't well costumed. I don't know, it's man. Be- it's so it's beautiful. I know. The, it the really fruit, is. I'm watching the, the, the fruit uh, the, the it's fruit the same tray. fruit that was there last time too, wasn't it? Like, is it dude really? Hasn't eaten this fruit. Oh my I mean, gosh. Or he has the same meal every day. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, don't know. you know what? I think that's good for you. So, uh, <laughs> but he says something. You know, when he when he sits down at that table with Elrond, he says, "One day, yeah. my future would be in his son's hands." Oh, and oh my gosh! I just my, got that. you got me. So I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh and it's my got gosh. so much meaning. So much meaning, and, um, and like, and he doesn't even understand what he's saying. No, he's just—it's just dawning on him right now. One day, my future—and he's saying this right now—and he's also referring to something right. in the past that my future right. would be in his son's hands. And we're all right. like, "Okay, his son is here right now, and he's about to help you with your future, building this forge." And we're all and the like, future, "And the future of Middle Earth, if you think about the Ring, dude, being, that's uh, exactly you know, like the, it, it's that twofold." Sarah learns about. Wow. It's the the, wow. the best thing that you can do, I think sometimes God. as as a writer is to say that one line indicates something happening right now in this season. Oh, by the way, yeah. it also it also is referencing something 3000 years from now or something. You know what I mean? Man. Third age stuff. Yes. Where yes. Elrond will have a great counsel as to what to do with the device that Celebrimbor created. Yeah, in, in, yeah, in inadvertently helped create. Yeah, by yeah. by giving him by giving Sauron that power, that right. knowledge and power. I mean, that is the irony, isn't it, right? Like uh, thinking too about his conversation about like you know, Fanor crafted Silmarils and it and it held it held um, you know, Morgoth captive until he saw his own reflection in his tears because it was so beautiful. And then the fact that he creates something that uh is the opposite of that, really. It it it's something that, or he helps give knowledge to Sauron, who creates something that holds the whole world captive. Yeah, dude. So like I, it's it's crazy, man. The layers you're you're finding here as well, are. Think about this for a second, and yeah. yeah. So so again, he's he helps Sauron create the One Ring. Um, yeah. And he is well. Sauron's helping him. Sorry, you know, create the rings, or whatever. But right, like, right, right. they're they're working together on something, and this whole I I just I 
This guy, Keller Brimbor, is trying to actually, the, if you go back and listen to the episodes where, or, or, or watch what he's saying to Elrond, is mm. he wants healing. He actually wants healing and beauty, and he wants yeah. to create yeah, something that is going to be really good and do more than yep. that's, that's ever been. Like he has this, his vision is a good one. I mean, yeah. it, there yeah. is a little bit, there's a sliver of this, I wouldn't mind if it were a pride. little bit better than the, than the Silmarils. Yeah, a little bit of pride. I wouldn't yep. mind yep. if it just kind of came <laughs> off a little better than those. Yep. Uh, yep. So, and, that, that's, and, that's, and that's enough, though. That's enough that that's what, it, that's what Sauron is going to pick on and is going is to kind what's... of play with. Yes, yeah. that pride. Yeah. You know what's kind of cool, too, is we kind of almost see a little bit of that in Elrond, this episode, too, with the whole, like, that's how he and Celebrimbor are kind of similar, thinking that, like, they both have these legendary forefathers one more directly than the other like you know a fan or being a he's a caliber a descendant of fairware and then like you know elrond is the son of arn deal but like mm -hmm. both have these epic fathers that they're not sure they'll ever be able to live up to yeah which yeah. and i don't know how much of that from elrond is is in the lore but you know what i and people have this has been one of the criticisms and i know we've already talked about this so i'm not going to talk about it too long but like the one of the criticisms is that the elves aren't elven enough they're too human and I think, my God, man, you know what? They're so unrelatable any other way. And I, it's funny. I texted my buddy James. Huge shout out to my buddy James Beard, um, my, my rugby buddy James. Uh, he, I texted him. I said, are you watching the show, man? How do you how do you like it? You know? And he's like, dude, I'm loving it, man. He's like, what's the Tolkien community saying? You know, because he doesn't. I was like, you got to call him the hotline and tell us what you think. But he asked me. I was like, who's your favorite characters? He told me. And then he said, you probably like Hallbrand, right? Like, you know, Exile King, kind of an Aragorn vibe. And he knows how I feel about elves. He and I talked about this. I'm like, dude, Ashley. I was like, Galadriel, Arondir, and who was it? I said Durin, mm -hmm. uh, Durin the Third, D3. And he was like, whoa, dude, who are you? Two elves in your in your top top favorite characters, and you could throw Elrond in there. Um, but like what they've done to humanize the elves, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has for me has totally made this series. I mean it. It will make me enjoy Elrond and Galadriel and, uh, um, you know, even like Celeborn and um, Haldir in the trilogy that much more. And even Legolas, like it, 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 humanizing them, I think, is crucial. Like we talked about, even especially if they're like your main characters, you can't have them be these like distant, unrelatable, ethereal beings that they some kind of come off, sometimes kind of come off as mm -hmm. and have them carry a show. It's not going to happen. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. So let, let me just as we talk about Keller Brimbor and just as a, as a reminder, because a lot of this stuff sometimes I have to go, you know, refresh myself on as well. Dude, he yeah. actually I th think about the character we see right now who is looking. He has this great vision. He's building this forge. He's wanting yeah. to do these awesome things. And and he's going to be deceived. Right. Anatar is going to come in. They're going to work on some right. lesser rings, blah, blah, blah. Then he's going to take what he what he's learned and he's be like, I got to go make some three awesome rings of power for my own people mm -hmm. and do something mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And so he he goes and he does that. Then later on, when the one ring is forged and and you know, basically they're all deceived, it's sort of like he comes actually to Celebrimbor, takes him captive, tortures, sacks his land mm -hmm. and will yep. hold him and say, tell me where the three are. Oh my God! And Kella Brimbor. But do you think we're gonna at, see that, like, at, dude? I think thing. we're gonna think see that. Little... I think we're gonna see that. Like, yeah. I think all the torture, everything so that dark everything that Sauron can bring, can lay at Kella Brimbor, and his final, his his his, his yeah. final act will be to defy that Dark Lord, 
save yeah. those final three rings to, for, wow. so that they can continue to influence right yeah. later on of, in the third age. which belongs to Galadriel, by the exactly. way. Exactly. And yes. so I, I think I sometimes forget that about – we always say, oh, Celebrimbor, they're just making them rings, just, you know, listening to old Anatar, huh? Yeah. Jeez, right, how'd right. you get deceived by that guy? Hold on a second. I mean, this yeah. is – this is crazy. We possibly have Gladriel getting deceived right now, actually, in, in Numenor. So it, he, right, he wouldn't, right. he's not the Dark Lord for anything. I mean, he's, he's again, uh, like as Kirk right. said, he's, Amaya, he's, a he's someone who he was working yep. at, under the tutelage of Morgoth. So yeah, this guy's right. a real deal. I mean, he's not someone, right. he's, he's no slouch. He simply right. is, so, so Celebrimbor will die defending those other rings. It's just right. crazy yeah. to me that he goes yeah. down like that. And so that makes me go, all right, I'm going to get behind this guy like no one's business because yeah, I yeah, want to see that scene. Good. I want to see him kind of yeah. in the end be like, I don't know, just in defiance, just stare him down. Just, this just is awesome, dude. Way, yeah, I don't God, know. This, this is so awesome. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, what a, and what a, um, that that would be sort of you know such a different um, version of him than what we see right now, right? He's he's kind of he's in this power of like or in this position of power. Yeah. He's He's, you know, literally looking around thinking, how can I really, really leave a mark? Yeah. And then to see that, uh, like downfall, not even downfall, but like you said, like taking and torturing. Cause I mean, really, what did he, I mean, what did he, he was deceived. It's not like yeah. he was a traitor. He didn't do it intentionally. He was tricked. Absolutely. He was, was. tricked. And I think yeah. in the same way that we, we were, we were unforgiving of like, other characters when we shouldn't be um mm -hmm. even like boromir like we come down hard on boromir like oh my god you know he almost took the ring it's like well lots of people actually did take the ring like Gollum killed his cousin for the ring yeah right Isildur didn't do that right Isildur yeah he had like... it in his hand and didn't listen to Elrond like to see that another so another thing that we're talking about like things that we want to see right yeah that hopefully we'll, we will get to see in the show like I, the the one of the things I I, I can kind of see i almost think man and then we'll get back to this episode because i i there's i know there's stuff we want to talk about real quick there's just things that stuck with us but like how how in the world with this portrayal of galadriel and i guess just thinking about how she's going to change right with with how they have made her now with this like this warrior mentality mm -hmm. how in the hell are they not going to show her at the last alliance of men and elves on the battlefield yeah yeah, right. I'm thinking about how she's about to go lead this, this, um, like Elendil's leading it, kind of, but it's pretty much Galadriel who's leading this group of Numenorians to go try and reclaim, uh, the Southlands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And thinking about where this is going to go eventually, like her, I'm sure that her zeal is only going to grow unless they they write her differently as she gets older or as the age progresses. But like that's a, that's a crazy to think about, right? Like I mean, she wasn't there in the lore, but in this version of it. It's almost like she'd have to be mm -hmm. as much as she hates Sauron, as much as she wants to see his his downfall or at least not his, you know, his she wants to fight against his de deception. Right. I yeah. mean, isn't that crazy yeah. to think about? That is crazy. Yeah. I yeah. wonder. I wonder how that. Yeah. Because I'd have to go. How I mean, they'll do that. How do they do that? Yeah. What's that how will they do like? that? I don't know. Um, OK. So what else from this episode? Uh, got yeah. you fired up. So, I mean, a couple of things like I'm thinking more and more about uh, Durin. <laughs> D3 and D4, because <laughs> that's freaking amazing. Take I love vitamins, baby. Uh, <laughs> I, and I need to. But um, it's amazing to me that they, at the end, I thought, okay, this is all done. He swore, Elrond swore, 
that he was going to keep this to himself and yep. and the dwarves sort of you know uh d4 reveals his secret so mm-hmm. but at the end d4 agrees yeah maybe elrond is hiding something i know man what and i'm so i'm also sitting here thinking what is like it's we have seen sort of from from elrond's side that that no it's really just to gain your help and they already we actually mm-hmm. see them with Celebrimbor working on the forge we know that's going mm-hmm. on now I think yeah. what's going to happen is that they're going to find out about these rings of power that they're creating for themselves. Yeah. But maybe do you the, think they will I want to ask you do you think they'll use Mithril in any of the rings? Do you think that's just kind of where this is or they'll try to ask to use Mithril or they'll try to get it? Man. Do you think that's where this is going or is it only will it only pertain to like armor and stuff for an well, for an army? I don't know. So what a wait a second. I mean <laughs> what the, we're we're building the forge for the for the rings of power, right? I mean, right, right. So, yeah. I, I'm thinking that they're going to find out that's what they're doing and say, mm-hmm. "We want a piece of this pie." Right. But because I don't know what Killer Brimbor is, he actually making them with the intent to give them out to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, has he already right. been in contact with Anatar? Is he, right. or is he doing something else first and then mm. going from there? Are there many try. I don't know. I, I that mm. is all how how they're mm. going to lay all that out there in all the different influences and then how the rings come about. This is, that's, it's crazy. We haven't talked about that much, but that's gonna be one of the more, more fascinating things. Um, I think they even said, let me, I pull back up his, his page here, but I believe, um, that he, yeah, under the guidance and instruction of Anatar. Yeah. He makes, he made several lesser rings before embarking on the project to make the rings of power. So like a lot of those lesser rings were made and then there's a legend that says that he, that he yeah. gave, yeah, one of those rings to King Durin, um, to D3. Wow. Who reigned wow. in Casa Doom. So, like, is that, is there a bar, is there a chip here that says, hey, I'll make you one if you guys do something for me? That's the thing I feel like that Durin uh, D4 wow. is going to go try to figure out because something is up. Why do they need our help? What is it that the elves are working on? They're hiding right. secrets. From us. Right, it's all this secrets in the dark, and then it's yeah. also also like if he gets a lesser ring, is he going to feel slighted and and offended? Will that cause tension yeah. as well? Like yeah. if Durin gets a lesser ring, it's like oh, okay, here you go. Oh yeah, yeah it is. It's really crazy to think because we we do see these glimpses of true friendship, but there is still so much tension between D four and Elrond. I yeah, mean, it's crazy yeah. amounts well, of, it's, of just... It's festered over man. the year. I think it's from his father, and it's yeah. one of those things like someone... Yeah. Uh, Elrond's showing up right there saying, this is who I am, this is, this is what's going on, and that's why he's yeah. sort of torn a little bit. Disa sees it, but there's so yeah. much in his yeah. kingdom and in his realm that tells him otherwise. It's actually really kind of a social commentary, actually, if you want to yeah. look at yeah. it like that. Oftentimes we're letting those it other is. pressures and stuff uh, sort of change the lens on, on, on how we see people or groups of people and stuff just based upon where well, we're we, from and yeah, i don't know yeah and our relationship with people we also know too from the trailer anyway there's there's a scene that that we saw where elrond's promise is going to be tested where uh, yes. gilgalad says you know you know elrond is is true to his word he says you know i promise i swore to to Durin i wouldn't reveal the secrets and he says what if what if your own people's you know safety was you know, going to be compromised unless you did or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's there's going to be pressure from Gilgalad, who we haven't seen since episode one. Isn't that kind of crazy to think yeah. about? Like oh, yeah. Talk about it. Well, we're going to see him again when they go to Linden, and I'm sure that's where that conversation is going to happen. But 
dude so much i mean yeah okay so one thing that's yeah. that stood out to me this is this is minor right but um did you did you have something else? I don't want to cut you off, right? No, no, go go ahead. Go, well, yeah, I got some. I was I was thinking about. So you brought up. Um, oh my god, like Aarian, yeah, of Vasil. Yes, yes. And I was thinking about her, like that red book and the importance of the red book. And then I'm thinking about how we know the destruction of Numenor is coming. We see her in her free time just sketching parts of Numenor. And then I think about like okay, like no one, like these guys are all sailors. They're all warriors, right? Yeah, I think that she's definitely going to survive. She's definitely going to come to Middle Earth, and it's going to be her. She's going to be the architect behind these great works that the because we talked we, we right. talked about the Numenorians and their impact on Middle Earth. I mean, Orthanc. Orthanc was crafted by the Numenorians, right? Yeah. Minas Tirith, Minas Ethel, which becomes Minas Minas Morgul. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then you think about the Northern Kingdom, which was in ruins, but we have a chance to see possibly I don't know flourish. I don't know how much they'll in, in detail they'll they'll show that if we will do these time jumps in between each season, will we see like uh, Arnor in the North and will we see like Weathertop yeah, and it's yeah. glory? Um, will we oh see like the Palantir, gosh. you know, I mean, all over the, I'm on Sul, right. Um, the watchtower. And so to think about all these different areas that she might be responsible for knowing how, not only what to build, but how to build it. Uh, the, the Argonath, right. Which is a sealed or an Elendil mm-hmm. yeah. carved out of the stone. Right. So, um, crazy yeah. to think about that like i think that that is way more important than we're even sp- like we're supposed to just think oh she's just sketching and she's just a peon but no she's collecting she's collecting information on how to rebuild numenor and middle earth um wow dude i love the stuff with um actually honestly so as much as i hate uh farazan um i have grown to really like and love muriel yeah. Okay. Uh, I think she was really fleshed out more in this in this um, episode. Made her way more relatable. Um, I almost think I would like her more if I if I felt better about Farazan. I feel like this weird association because they're so you know like the way the the throne room is kind of set up. It just doesn't feel. right. I don't know why it doesn't feel right. Maybe it's. I don't know why. Anyway, it's, it's different. A little thing yeah. like that. Are, yeah, it is different. And maybe I just well, need to get used to that. You know what? I, um, I I didn't get is that she was for the longest time. They kept she's a regent, and I kept thinking yeah, like, what? Right. So that's why she never sits up there. That's why she stands yeah, in front throne. of it. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, king. oh, because right. it does look a little weird. You feel like we're not actually in a it's weird throne room. It's super weird. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, so that's another thing that's kind of just thrown off. Um, uh, again, I love the chemistry between Hallbrand and uh, Gladriel when she gets thrown in prison. He's like, "Let me guess, tavern brawl." Right, right. Like, It was hilarious. I don't know. It was, it was very, very funny. Uh, the stuff with um, Elrond and and Durin was cool. Even like little details when Elrond, like the far seeing, right? And that's something that we know about him from yeah. from the stories. Like he's he's got this elven sight, this vision. He's able to see into the future, mm-hmm. uh, predict things. He's he's wise. Um, like when he's watching Disa and Durin, and and he's like crouched down. It's so he, he's the height of a, a dwarf. Yeah. Like how cool is yeah. that? Just that little detail that he's, he's not standing up on that bridge. He's crouched down, and because at first mm-hmm. you're like, well, geez, they're gonna see him looking at him, and it's like, no, he's he doesn't he's not standing out at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, the stuff with the Mithril was really cool. Um, again, just the interactions with Durin and Elrond were amazing. Um, the yeah. stuff with the orcs. There was that scene where. <sighs> Um, my God, what a valuable bag of barley that uh, that uh, Theo was bringing back <laughs> Good from gravy. the tavern, right? Yeah. But that 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 scene where it's a continuous shot from his leaving the tavern all the way until he gets like pushed down by that orc. It made me think of True Detective. There's like a one 
mm. a one take scene or a long long take scene of uh, Matthew McConaughey in True Detective that is like famous. And it felt like that same kind of vibe. And it was cool to see like in Middle Earth. Yeah. Again, yeah. like we talked about the cinematography that that shot where the orc drinks out of the bucket and like the water comes down and splashes on Theo and on the camera. Yeah. Just the immersive, was... immersive nature of the way it was filmed was really cool. Right. Um, man, so many things like and again, I'm, I'm not remembering a lot of stuff, but there was so many, so many moments that were like really, really memorable. Um like a Rondier's uh, Ishmael Cruz Cordova, his, his subtle acting, his facial expressions, like the little, yeah, I can't, the little like mic- micro acting he does. Yeah, yep. God, man, he's got me hooked, dude. Uh, he, he, he's got me hooked. He's so I good. I believe him as an elf. Like, he's one of the only ones where I'm not like, oh, yeah, this is an actor. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. No, he, he is, embodies the spirit of, he of what it would be. He embodies it. Yeah, more than almost yeah. any, any any elf we've seen. I mean, other more than Elrond. Than any other elf. I mean, there's. Yep. There's, and again, the th- crazy thing is, you have so many of them. You have to start to distinguish between them. That's the other thing people forget about, like the Lord of the Rings and, and like the 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 trilogy. When they show up, yeah. they're an army. All of them, yes, move right. at the same time, same way. Right. There's an, no yeah, personality. You can't yeah. distinguish between them. They're all they're one of many. All that kind of stuff that you, you really yeah. distinguish between. Um, I mean, Elrond and I don't know who else. Uh, Legolas have different personalities. Yeah, Legolas. Yeah. I don't know. So that's there's pretty much there, it, there's, that's I mean, it. There's not really Arwen, many to kind yeah. of compare them between. So you have to make Celebrimbor different than Elrond and Gilgalad and Galadriel and yeah. different purpose. They've got to feel like real. We do Unique. have to kind of yeah. get in there and and know what they're they're like. They can't all just be sort of far off. If that makes sense, they can't be oh, emotionless yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know. Not that they. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tricky. Yeah, they can't hey, be. Yeah, devoid of human, uh, like humanity, I guess, in a way, because they do have to be relatable. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, like, I'm really tired right now too, so I'm, I'm like blanking on all these. I had all these like, hey. like memorable things that that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I got a couple before we before we hit the hay here. Um, what happened at the end of this episode, dude? What? So, I oh. don't understand. I mean, I'm not even mess, I'm not even messing around. So, like, she is sent away. Gladriel's like. Peace mm-hmm. out, you know. Bye. Mm-hmm. Barzon's like mm-hmm. good. We can go make the announcement. She's out of here, and yeah. then she uh, and then the, the petals fall, and she has yeah, from the tree. Yeah. Does she call her back to the city? Yeah, I think that that she was like, holy crap, this dream. She's so t- she's so in tune with that dream she had at the beginning. Because if you remember when she's mm-hmm. before the wave crashes, the petals fall, right? Yeah. And she has that little monologue where well, it's not monologue. She's she's speaking to the um. To the people, but to it's the court. Yeah, yeah but and she's like, you know, this is a sign. Yeah. yeah, this is a sign that like the the the, the eyes of the, the um, Eldar are ever upon us, you know, and that the Valar's judgment or whatever. Okay. And so I think it literally she's just tuned into those omens, and she doesn't want to. I think she thinks that I was sending Galadriel away. I had made that decision. She was going to be escorted. Yeah. Back. And then a sign came. And and I the see. sign came, and so we brought her back. And like Elendil saw it too. Like that, that was, I thought that was really well done the way they played yeah. that. Um, That's what I that thought was happening. But I just wanted to yeah. make sure because when the when the yep. Palantir happened, you know, situation was sort of like okay, there was a a whole situation unfolded, and then we woke up from yeah. a dream. So I was like, it just felt yeah, because well, like that, remember, but not yeah, at the same time. Mir- Muriel had that line too, where she um, Galadriel was imploring her to just have faith. She was like, have faith, choose faith, not fear. And Muriel mm. said, "Faith is great, 
when it's one person, but it's impossible. It's oh, too yeah. thin a thread to hang a kingdom on. Yeah. That's when she kind of said, like, you're appealing to me, but I can't ask the whole, I can't ask all of Numenor to believe you and to, to like, go fight and possibly die in Middle-earth just because you think Sauron's there. Yeah, so okay, gotcha. Kind of, it happened that, really quickly, but, yeah, that's the progression of, of like, what happened. Um, okay, that makes that makes, that makes makes a lot more sense. Yeah. That's cool, I like that. A uh, couple more things, just more some, ran- yeah. r- some random thoughts here. Uh, David said earlier that he was out kind of on the sexual tension between... Bronwyn uh, and Arondir. You're right. not. So yeah. here's here's the thing. I just want to remind everyone that never in Tolkien's work was there ever sexual tension ever, uh, except for Crick Hollow Cottage. That's the only time that it ever appeared. And so, like, that's the only. But other than that, there. <laughs> so, just to be clear, just to be clear, that that wasn't you know that's just true romance. Do you remember, for whatever reason, I envisioned, like, a locker room shower? Absolutely. And they were taking baths, and for some reason, I envisioned, like, Frodo coming out, and, like, swinging towels around and snapping. Oh, yeah, ab- snapping absolutely. Cheeks. I you don't know, know why. Mar- Mary's like, you know, Pippin tossed me the soap. I know. It's, like, crazy. <laughs> it's just, that's such a wild, it was a conspiracy as well. So, uh, yeah. Oh and, again, we, we made the joke back in the day. Peter Jackson cut it because they didn't have the budget for the intimacy coordinator. <laughs> so that's why that never oh, made man. it. But, anyway, so in oh, this, so I just funny. have to, and I wish Dave were still on for this. But, like, the the moment where, like, Bronwyn touches Arondir's it's, arm. His arm, I know. Dude, I know. Uh, stop me in my try. I, like, paused it and was Bro. like, whoa. Um, I mean, there, I lo- I it's, it's picked I up a lot. I, I was not a huge fan of Bronwyn's first episode, honest to God. I was. I even said that, I think, in, in yeah, our, our yeah. first reaction. I was like, she's yeah. not bad. I was like, R- Rondir I love, but I wasn't really. I think, um, is, is, is it Nazanin? Is that her name? She's the actress? Nazanin Boniati, yeah. Wonderful. And I the love, I follow she's her on incredible. Twitter now. She's, yeah. she's a great activist and yeah. does all sorts of really yep. cool stuff. Yep. And, you know, beautiful well, and everything. I was just like, here we here we are getting political. Oh, we never used to do that before. Yeah, I, social. Watch yourself now. Watch yourself. Yeah. Watch, watch yeah, this whole thing. Jeezy. Yeah, people are wild. Uh, but she does her, the intensity. Now, if you go look, something like 5833, and, and the, so people, as you're listening, if you want to check this out, the way she's looking at a Rondier, she also oh, has yeah. that same intensity in her in her stare and yes, her gaze. Yes, she does. And I, yep. I started noticing it through this episode. So, again, I never – and it just I think a lot of people are smart to just kind of consume season one and say, what do I think about it? We, we again, are just yep. getting into the whole, you know, go go episode by episode. And I tend to err on the side of being positive about it because you, after episode four, I'm like, I'm a Bronwyn fan. I'm in. Yeah, but after episode, But after one or two episodes, I'm like, I don't know. But three, four, I mean, grow, she, now I'm, like, locked in on her and just seeing yeah. – it also helps too because she's she's paired with a Rondier and I just saw everything a Rondier went through, and protecting Theo and I'm just like sold. I I want I know it. want it so I bad. Even even like his shock when he he noticed that she was she was running into the forest to to also find Theo. Yeah. Right when he was yeah. like when he, he and he says her name he goes Bronwyn like we haven't ever heard him say her name. It was like this moment in time where I'm like wow. Um, hmm. It, it was it was beautiful, and then to see, yeah, I don't know, like you said, all these interactions between them, uh, and they do have that same. I'm in. I mean, I understand why some people might think it feels contrived or whatever, but yeah, I, I totally. I don't know. It's nice. I don't well, know. It's like it's, a nice. It, it's also not like too epic, you know. Indiv- like yeah, characters, know, they're made it's... up characters. They're both created, right? So it's not like an. It doesn't have the same kind of weight as like an Aragorn or Arwen. 
Yeah. Or it, like when when Aragorn and and or like you know when Eowyn felt a certain way about Aragorn and he kind of didn't but kind of did or whatever that was you know. Um, right. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I I liked it. I liked that the sun is rising. Disa is sing- when that sun is rising. By the way, that's Disa singing. I know it is. Which I know. was the transitions this episode were insane. Wild. They were yeah. insane. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there, it's almost like there's too much to talk about to even like I'm. I know. I, had all I know. These little moments, reactions, and now they're just all melted. You start talking about it, and you go from one to the other to the other, and they all melt together. And it then was, back again. It, yeah. I know. I think my wife's right. I think this was the best, easily the the best episode so far. And I loved episode one so much because I felt like there was so much first age stuff and that prologue was really cool and I loved the tone the the first one almost felt like a standalone movie kind of that first episode mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it was all about Galadriel's decision yeah uh, my dad also my dad was hilarious he wanted me to give him a shout out <laughs> like <laughs> Joel shout yeah. out I was like, we love you like, make sure you bring this up he's like he was asking me he was like so what do you think I'm gonna like this episode what 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 am I gonna like I was like you're probably gonna like Adar you're probably gonna yeah. like the Arondir stuff I said, you're probably, you might not like the Galadriel stuff because she's very intense. And mm-hmm. I know that it, that rubs people the wrong way or whatever, even though I love it. I think she's incredible. Like, yeah. She freaks me out. I do too. I do too, actually. She, she is maybe one of the most intense. She's uh, very intentional. This whole acting, everything she, she's doing oh, is super dude. intentional. And it's like, and I think it's very good. I think it's very Galadriel, man. I th- yeah. It feels very like who I imagine Galadriel to be, just a little bit younger and a little less. You know, yeah, a little less bridled. It's a different time um, in in her life too. I, I think we think yeah. these these elves act, we act as if they they aren't they aren't dynamic right. characters who change over time. No, I mean, no. people want to read about Feanor and like look at the look at all the stuff he did. I mean, that's like right. the whole arc he and his family go on. It's it's insane. Right. So and then uh, yeah, so I was just saying yeah, you're gonna like all the you probably like the Southlander stuff. I really I honestly really love Theo Theo too. I didn't know that I would. This kid's a he's a really good actor, man. Like, yeah, I, he does a great job. And like all the stuff with, I love like little little details, like how they showed the um, when uh, Rowan was out there, and they showed it get dark really fast. Yeah, and all the stuff with the orcs was great. Like the or- oh. they have, I don't know how they've made the orcs so scary, but my lord, man, yeah, they're scarier than than they've ever been. Well, um, I'm noticing man. things about film too. When they, when he when Theo goes in there, all of a sudden the camera perspective switches to someone mm. watching you know what i mean and like yes, like like, yes. like an intimate watch low like, down like, and yeah yep, low yep. and also moving like your like the camera moves like like it actually ducks back behind something to hide and you're like oh, oh yeah you're like whoa oh, yeah so when they, they do that and you're sort of like and i think that might even for a hot second that's why you watch it again because you're processing so much stuff that you're sort of like over, overwhelmed a little bit but yeah, yeah. that that He's he is killing it. He's doing a great job. And oh, dude, when when Rowan is is uh, running away with that that wheelbarrow full of of stuff, I was like, dude, get out of the mud, man. I don't know how the guy didn't slip, but like he was like running straight down the street in all the mud. I'm like, get up on some gravel, man. I just thought, I just thought like like kind of get on the side there. So, but uh, oh, that's so funny. Just a little honestly, that's, that's a true thought. I was just sort of like, whoa. Okay. Oh yeah, man. You know, I was I mean, worried like, for him. I thought he was gonna slip and fall. That's some good acting. Yeah. It was kind of weird, too, to see that tavern that we had just seen. I mean, it wasn't full of life, but it was full of, like, that's the first place we saw a Rondir. And to see it now as, like, and you realizing, like, that that tavern is never going to be a tavern again. Because mm-hmm. this is going to become Mordor. Like, it's going to be ruins. It's going to be gone. For, we're not going back there, like, in this story. It's just kind of weird, because you build these, I don't know. You, like, I thought we'd be in that in that village for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, at least a season, a full season. Yeah. We were oh, in the yeah. village for a couple episodes and realized, wow, okay, no, this is going to be 
you know, we're in the territory of Mordor and, and the, the creation of this, this, uh, or really the destruction of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. man, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was, uh, start to finish. It was, uh, uh, like I said, a, upon second watch. And if you can get away from that whole history channel vibe from the opening scene with Farazon, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. And to think, um, did you catch that thing I posted? I, I, I caught it from one of the other Tolkien Instagram channels, but the whole like Elendil's helmet is is like it, it takes heavy inspiration from an actual drawing of Tolkien. Really, that helmet he wears when they're going to they're sailing to Middle Earth, right? Wait, is that in this episode? Uh, it is, isn't it? I don't or know. No? Shoot, it might not be. Oh no, it was in the preview. It was like in the preview. I know what you're talking about. It like, was in the pre- okay, yes, like like, okay, go, like going forward. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Dude. No, I I, I think I marbles. I, I think yeah. I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think at first blush, you look at that and you go like, that is a weird looking helmet. That That is, wh- what are they doing? That looks ridiculous. And then you're like, oh, okay, no, it's actually based on Tolkien's drawings. Right, That's right. pretty cool. Like, right. That's awesome. So, um, anyway. L- last thing, because we, well, I know we've got we to mm-hmm. hit, hit, hit the hay here in just a second. Five hours long. Yeah. So, this, uh, the actor's name is, is Leon, and he is the guy who I think mm. is playing, let me just check here. He is playing Kemen. Is is his name? Yes, is he saying Chancellor? Chancellor, yeah. And he calls right. him son. I don't think it's actually his son. His his, his biological son. I yeah, think he's just saying stay. son. It's just something mm-hmm. like he's you know boy sunny. here, sonny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> if you watch this guy, I will not be because again we know that Sauron gets close to Farazan, mm-hmm. and I. Oh my god! What a dude. better way than to put yourself under that person, and. You know what I mean? Kind of um, and trying, trying look to get up with to him and, sister too, right? And and also, also just yeah, exactly. But but trying to you know, um, I, I, build him I, up, yeah, build him up and and be in a in a support role, not like yeah. like a, like a student more than an advisor, and then kind of come up through Dang. those ranks. That's him. That's sorry. Go look up this Leon guy. And look at his face and tell me he couldn't be. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying he looks. No, yeah, I can totally, I can totally see that. Especially if it's gonna, like we've said, who was it on the Hobbit Hotline was like saying it's gonna be someone. It's Cam, Cam who was who was saying like it's gonna be someone we least expect. It's he's we may have probably already met him, and we yeah. don't even know he's in Atar, and he could be going by a different well, name. No, the, I think that's a valid theory. The crazy thing is, so he is actually one of you remember those those posters that they came out and they posted pictures of. He was one of them. He's one of them. Mm, he's got the okay. orange cloth, and he's got his hands crossed over, no rings, nothing. Hands crossed too. Hands crossed, mm, which is okay. in you know closed off. Uh, secretive wow. gesture, no rings, Pose, nothing, yeah. no, no, nothing wow. to give any indication that this guy should be someone we pay attention to, uh, and he's whispering sweet nothings, right? And a little, yeah, and, uh, yeah what's in ear. I know. Yeah, my gosh. So yeah, I'll buy you dinner, baby. If I help you scrub the floor, it's like she's. Yeah. Oh man, she's he, in I trouble. mean, no, he literally uh, wants to put a ring on it. You know what I mean? Like, I know, right? it's crazy. <laughs> More power to oh, him. Goodness. Okay, this is something that um, I wanted to bring up because they were heavily featured in the trailers. Heavily? I can't Heavily. Talk. You're tired. The yeah. Mystics. When are the Mystics going to come into play? No clue. Yeah, that seems to I'd be. I've forgotten about them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so Muriel's going across the sea herself as the regent. Mm. I, she's not coming home, and, and Farazan is taking over, and those Mystics are going to be. Is that what you think? Gotta Holy be. Holy crap. Gotta be. I the crazy thing is though he I, he's known as this like 
Farazan the Golden, who will go over and, you know. Kick Sauron's butt, kick, man. Kick his butt and everything. But Takes I, him back to Numenor. Just don't know that they're going to do it that way. I, I, I yeah. I, That's true, right? Because, I mean, yeah, it is interesting, especially talking uh, with uh, the power of three that we had on earlier this episode. And just thinking about how many things still need to happen. Yeah. Right? And, like, one of those things is that Sauron, I, I, for some reason, I always think, like, oh, yeah, Sauron reveals himself, and then they have the last alliance. No. Sauron reveals himself, and then they go to war for a long mm-hmm. time, and then they take him captive, and then Farazan is, like, tricked, mm-hmm. and he somehow goes from the lowest dungeon to the advisor of Farazan. Yeah. And create this, like, the sacrament of... Or, or sacrilege so, to the elves, and they bur- they cut the tree down. Yeah, right? let me, I mean, let they me, cut the tree down and they burn it. Yeah, in the yeah. temples, the dark temples, and the black Numenorians is a whole different thing. Where they're the they're the you know the ones who worship uh, without knowing it, really Sauron. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so geez, here, last thing, okay, the Palantir that <laughs> we look into in this in this episode, yeah. it's from Numenor. Like it that, shows. Do you the... like that like cracking effect? Wasn't that awesome? Like, yeah, almost ice I thought or, that was like, glass breaking. Yeah, I thought that I was cool. I thought it was cool a lot. We, so yeah. you just brought up like Sauron, how this could all unfold or whatever, and and the trickery that can happen, dude. I won't be surprised at all if what they see in one Palantir is like influenced by another one somewhere else in Middle Earth. Uh, like they don't know where oh they're all gosh. at because Sauron right, has right. one and is like looking at Pippin, oh asking gosh, him questions, yeah. deceiving Denethor. You know what I mean? Denethor is talking right. to him as well. So does he have one now? Like, is that, is, uh, is that something to- that we know? I think he does. I, I'm imagining that he wow. does. I'm just thinking like there's way if there's a way to distort the vision, the, like the vision. That yeah. Maybe he's wanting the Numenor to leave their island. You know, I, who knows? Like what, what all is he, what game is he playing here? Um, yeah, what manipulation is he, is he kind of, and what can you do with yeah. those? The power is unknown. Uh, Thanor, again, you were talking about things Shoot. that were made right during that time period. They're not all accounted yeah. for. Uh, so yeah, the lost thing. So yeah. yeah, yeah, but something to keep an eye wow. on just theories in terms of what we see there, what they think is truly that like they'll make, they might go back and look at that Palantir and say, ah, look, it's fixed now. All is well. We've avoided our doom. And yeah, yeah, it's something that they're been played with. So wow. I don't know. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Holy cow, dude. I'm, I mean, I'm, this is amazing. I mean, it's like it, it, it crazy, too, right? Like, we're halfway through the first season. S. You're yeah. halfway through. Um, yeah, this thing is more intriguing than ever. I mean, it's just it's just uh, it's awesome. It's an awesome event that we're having in Middle Earth. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I guess, wow, I, I'm I'm. I'm like having a really hard time. I'm so exhausted and, and I'm just like, I'm so blown away from, from talking to Macy and Dave and Kurt. Uh, yeah. Next time we talk though, we're going to be talking to Antimo and that'll be pretty crazy. We're going to have Anthony on and we're going to talk to him. Yeah. Ask him all kinds of questions. Um, depending on when they hear this, uh, shoot us questions you want to ask. We have yeah. quite a few people yeah. who've commented and, and really good questions that are vague enough that we'll be able to ask them. Someone someone commented, it was so funny, that uh, they just came out and said, is Halbrand Sauron? And I'm like, I'm not sure Anthony's going to be able to answer that one. Right, right. But, you know, some of the questions are, most of them are, are awesome. And we'll even a- ask him ridiculous ones because he's, 
he's uh he's an improv comedian so that's pretty cool and it'll be cool to hear you know how his um like improv training has that benefited him in in this uh you oh, know, yeah. his acting role in in rings of power it'll be awesome so yeah, anyway yeah. well we're going to be talking to him on sunday and uh that'll be surreal i'm just gonna ask him i'll be like dude what you know what 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 led you to find up talking i'm like <laughs> yeah dude. Is, it the, is it the comedy that made you listen to it or uh <laughs> and like are you are you screwing with us like what was it what's going on and can we get that on a t-shirt you know like right, Ontem, right, right. approved by Ontimo. Wow! Um, wow! Yeah, the only podcast listened in during the production of uh, listened to during the production of Rings of Power. I mean, I don't know. That'd be sick. But anyway, yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk to him. It's going to be a great time. Um, honestly, just be really interesting to hear his story. Like as a as yeah. an actor, um, he's a, he's a Kiwi, so it'll be really cool to hear about him. He hails from Fungaray, um, which is in the in Northland, uh, north of Auckland, and just to hear kind of his his yeah. journey, yeah, um, his story. Yep. And uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll have a hot, hotline on Monday, uh, Monday from eight thirty to ten thirty, right? We'll, yeah. we're about about that, uh, about that time. You call in whenever, and we'll answer seven four zero two six three seven four seven three. Dang man, seven four zero two six three seven four seven three. The Hobbit Hotline. Well done. Um, well done. Oh, dude, I've got it memorized. I mean, that, like, it has been so much fun too to hear. I need people. to get the and, shirt. Like, we need i know we need to um, order it to, I like, the design tonight. i've got the yeah i know got i got that, the design um, i need to order it like tonight yeah, or tomorrow heck yeah, baby yeah heck yeah um but yeah anyway guys this is just like it's been so much like it's almost kind of surreal to even talk about like it's just been so much fun we've, we've thought about this for so long and now we're actually in the thick of it and yeah. it hits you every once in a while and you're like wow this is so cool that we're we're having this kind of uh interaction with everyone and with the show and now yeah, I love it, dude. I love talking to you, man. I, I can't I do it enough. And so, yeah, uh, I know, man, it's been great. It is. You guys, Hey, keep sending your thoughts in, like I say, send those questions in. Um, yeah. we appreciate yeah. you guys and we're gonna have more guests on every week and, and, yeah. uh, it's just been a fun, fun freaking time. So, and a huge thanks to Macy and, and Dave yeah, and, and Kurt Jones, you know what I mean? Like uh, absolutely unbelievable. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for coming on, and, and everyone who's been on so far. And oh my gosh, did you see the huge uh, shout out for Rebecca Rovney? No, what was it? Bear McCreary shared her clip of her playing Duran's theme. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! So I, I uh, congrats, you know, that's awesome. That our, isn't that awesome? I shared that to our story. Oh, I haven't even checked anything. Replied, oh man. Yeah, Rebecca replied. She was like, "I'm not gonna lie, I had to sit on the floor." And catch my breath and compose <laughs> myself. And, and compose think this is really myself. happening. Oh my god. I mean it was so cool to hear too how Rebecca had like looked up to uh Bear's composition for a long time. Like this is Yeah, she knew he's not yeah. someone who was new to her. Like she, no. she had followed him for quite a while. And so that was really cool, like having that knowledge and then seeing that. That was you that know was awesome. I'm so. I'm hoping even if it's after the season, if I know some people can't talk about this this season right now and they're they're leery to do so. I'm hoping some of those folks who are listening and you know if like if they want to chat, we'll bring Rebecca on, Bear. We'll have we'll have her oh, like, yeah. I would love to or you guys right, we'll I mean, facilitate that. It, literally yeah. a place that we don't even need to speak. We'll just say, here nope. we go and we'd love to have you on and, and let our listeners, you know, hear that conversation because I, I guarantee That'd be awesome. I, yeah, it'd be wild. Yeah. But 
Anyway, that's so cool. cool. That's so cool. That's 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 what we're talking about here. That's the kind of uh, just neat things that are happening around Middle Earth. So yeah. nice. All right, well, hey, friends, uh, thanks so much for listening. As always, uh, you know, go go follow the social media at Up Talking Tolkien over on Instagram, yeah. and uh, yeah. check out all that goodness there. We'll be back next week. We'll be back on Sunday, Monday. We're going nuts these these last. What we got four weeks left or something? If, uh, maybe yeah, four, yeah, that's it. yeah. A so, month. We'll be done in a month, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff. But hey, friends, uh, please like, please subscribe, and feel free to send us that shadow facts. We'll see you. Uh, yeah, we'll see you when we talk to Antimo, and then we'll see you again for the Hobbit Hotline on Monday, eight thirty to ten thirty, seven four zero two six three seven four seven three. Call in. We want to hear everyone. Um, and this one goes out to David Downing, and a seven episode torture arc that he wants to contrive. All right, Arondir lives, Dave. Lives with Bronwyn, and they have babies, and they and have children, and they're the over cutest it. little things ever. <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.